space. The final frontier. These are the continuing voyages of the starship Enterprise. Your ongoing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life forms and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. I sound fucking gorgeous. Yeah, he sounds like... I a... sound like He's... Leslie Nope's future hair looks. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh, God. So, assuming this is the opening of the podcast, uh, right. we just got done. Well, uh, right, uh, Annie and Polly just showed up with breakfast stuff, which is perfect perfect stuff to nibble on while we're talking about Parks and Recreation. Yeah. But I was just re-watching the producer's cut of the finale of Parks and Recreation right mm -hmm. before these, these guys showed up. We just watched the last moments of uh, the Parks and Recreation crew again for the last time. Uh, just right before you click the record button. And then so. my heart broke a, a little again. Yeah, thanks for getting me all weepy first thing, though. Yeah, really but it's good. Um, uh, so, yeah, this is the Boy Howdy Podcast. Uh, I'm Annie. I'm uh -huh. Bill. This is Foley. This is my wife, Foley. Yeah. Um, did you want to save the Parks and Rec stuff for a little bit of a spoiler cast at the end? We can. Because, yeah. I don't know, with, well, especially the listeners in the UK, I don't know if people have actually watched it or in case they ever want to watch okay. it. With yeah, we can save it for the end. Spoilers, but yeah. Parks and Rec, real good. It was real good. It ended, one of the best it comedies ever, good. one of the best finales ever. It was yeah. really good. And um, it, it, it ended in the way that the show, it ended in a perfect encapsulation of everything the show was, which mm -hmm. said it was about kind, loving affection for its characters. Yeah. So. There's even that moment where, spoilers, Ron Swanson gives a speech. Yeah. To some new co-workers that yeah. just totally like. And also teach yourself. Uh, teach yourself. I think that, that's so, also kind I of like, like let's not talk about anybody, like but... but... that's not specific stuff. Let me yeah, just we'll do, do some ambient spoilers After the Keith, we're gonna, we'll, we'll do a little uh, Parks and Rec here. But yeah, that was... That was I'm a little bummed, really though. Good. It really did just get shoved off. Like, there was no... Promotion for it, anything like it just kind of like died. You know, well, honestly, was, I'll tell you, it, it, compared to like the Office finale where well, that got pumped by NBC for right? like months. But, but it also is... it also came on that went off the way it came on, which is it was yeah, amazingly cyclical. Yeah. yeah, and 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 kind of and kind of awesome. Also, the Office was at one point a cash cow. Yeah, even though when it's at it's it's when it bowed out, it was not. Yeah. They were hoping to get, bring in all those lost viewers, whereas Parks and Rec was never... I am honestly shocked that show lasted for seven seasons. I know. Seven fucking years. Considering, yeah. well, considering it was never nearly as popular as The Office started off so badly, too. Yeah, exactly. Well, not badly, well, but just, like... Just, it, it did not... It had, a, it had a long birthing period. It was as... Even though it was un unpopular, it was still good, but even when it started, it wasn't the good version of itself even then. Exactly. Yeah, It only pretty much lasts as long as it did at the beginning, I, just because it was... It did not really gain its voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. still, Characters were still kind of Lost. And it was a little too much like The Office, and that mm -hmm. it was a little too cynical. Once it sh shed its cynicism, then it became yeah. something greater. But we can talk so. about that in a little bit. Anyway, Parks and Rec, good. Yeah. Uh, sorry that we I wasn't here last week, pals, but Foley and I went away to Astoria. Yeah, how'd that go? It's a really we nice We had the best trip. bacon we've ever eaten. Oh my right. god, the best fucking they bacon. They slaughtered the pig right in front of uh, you. So, Astoria is <laughs> being taken over. They, they crack a pig in half over, over fire? It would not surprise <laughs> like me. Because it would not surprise me to find an artisanal ba baconery. Because oh, it's getting all Portland. It's getting hipsterfied. Oh man, uh, it's well, interesting. Portland's getting so expensive to live in. That's like, the and thing. Everything, like that. everything is so cheap out in Astoria because Fuck, it's like that's scary. you know. 
So, like, we I, we went out to dinner, and, like, one of our favorite restaurants across the street, there was a new arcade. Yeah! Like, like a video game arcade? Yeah. Okay. And, so, like, uh, old time. There was, like, a... <laughs> was it, like, a Roman... Well, Roman arcade. There's all these arches out there. <laughs> no. All there there was, like... and shit like that. You never know. There was, like, a fucking... Uh, a, friend of, a friend of a friend opened up his shop that is dedicated to metal LPs and yeah. culture. Right. Yeah, and like while especially there, the story is not a big enough town. You think that would support something like that, but yeah, if it's know, becoming hipsterified, the, the rent's not that bad. Yeah, and... it's beautiful scenery and stuff it's like gorgeous. that. You got the Goonies bullshit right yeah. there. Yeah. Oh man, for the first time ever, I went to the Oregon Film Museum, uh, which is it, inside the jail, right? It's inside the jail where they film the Goonies. Little did I know it was just a temple to the Goonies. Oh, I'm not so. Oh, really? It really. Because I just assumed it was just. Well, what was kind of cute? I should have expected because I've been there. We went in for free and because they were under construction, and it was kind of cool in that they essentially have a demo set where you can kind of see a little bit how films are made, and then they have a demo oh, room okay. where they edit you can view the rushes and everything like that and there's a little thing with color correction cool. and it's cute there's it not a lot of money in Judy it stuff, well then well there's that they're like two rooms that are just like movies and like oregon films but they're all these films that no one gives a shit about yeah, exactly, so it's like yeah. goonies there's actually one room that clearly like someone gave them some money and there's actually a really cute like little goonies thing there are all these cutouts of all the characters from the goonies but drawn like really appealing cartoony mm-hmm. yeah and it's kind of great then i might actually have to go back to a story just to see that the, the gift the... shop is filled with goonies garbage yeah, yeah i'm not surprised so, yeah did they I, have like like pi- they like pirate the maps and doubloons i and almost stuff like got that? you the map i got very close oh to we didn't, we didn't it was know really shitty or not. no it was fucking terrible I've always it was wanted, really bad oh real okay see if it was yeah. like quality no. like exactly replica like the no. thing no it's not like, like a marauder's like map skin or something yeah exactly yeah it wasn't not laminated i'll just tell you that it was just like a piece of paper it was like a graph paper with like the edges burned it was like a pirate map very well either it was bad um, so um uh yeah but we had a really lovely time but really we did the same thing we did last time which is we were not out of the giant bathtub no for the bulk of it so where do you guys go that has the giant tub that you guys we like stayed at this much? place called the cannery pier which is hilarious because it's all re- old hetero retirees and yeah. then us um but it's uh it's out on the river so you can see all the boats coming in and out of Astoria because for some context for our non-Oregonian listeners the um Astoria is right at the mouth of the um River. the where the Columbia meets the sea. Yes. So this is a My huge favorite muppet song. <laughs> it's huge. Huge ship. It's it has a lot of historical significance. It's like a well, the Columbia is the Columbia is a super weird river because yeah. it can take full container ships yeah. up the river because it's, Oh really? Yeah. Is it that but deep? you but you have to have um, somebody that knows yeah. the, 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 there are people who are specifically trained to know, to navigate the Columbia and know the ridges and the base and like your ship is. Oh, you'd have to know 60, like the topo- underwater topography deep. to understand exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they Otherwise do. You're ground they yourself. have these pilots who are just Columbia river pilots. Oh man. Yeah. So you know, not to get close to these shoals yeah. because if you do, you're going to get grounded dep- yep. depending on how like, you know, the, the ground where, like, where the tide is and when you yeah. have to stop because they just full on will stop in some places, mm-hmm. chill out. In deep water, the deepest water of the river, and then you're like looking at them, going, "They're just kind of in the middle of the river. Yeah. They're waiting for the tide to come back, yeah, exactly. so that yeah. they can continue." Oh, and it's just like, what? It's, it's really neat it, for boat nerds, which is really yeah. what this this we hotel. We saw that weird. Did you ever figure out we what saw, that ship? No, was? we saw those fascinating ship, and I, I've seen shipping vessels, but I'm used to ones that have like are just covered with shipping containers. Yeah, yeah. but we saw a number of vessels that. Um, where they basically the sides of them went incredibly high, like stories high, and then there were what looked like giant.
giant ramps yeah. from water level all the way up. Oh, really? And it seemed almost like that the ramps were adjustable, so they could yeah. Yeah. they could go out, and then the angle could adjust to get to each level. So Maybe if ships have to like trade cargo in the middle of the sea, Maybe. I don't know if that's a thing sometimes mm-hmm. or something like that. Well, I imagine uh, if you don't have like uh, maybe if you have like half. Half, what are they called? Half, uh, half chub. Half, all the ships, like, yes. <laughs> if you're, if a, you're shipping, a shipping half chub. is half erect. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, what is it? A half of shipping. Have, have you seen container. one of like the newest Lego sets as a shipping container? Or sh- uh, like oh, a container the, ship? Oh, the Merrick or the. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I yeah, love yeah. it. It's got to be one of the easiest builds. I'm ready. You have to put a lot of work into it because it's a huge fucking construct. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. It's actually, it's But really it's pretty. mostly just building shipping yeah. containers. Yeah. It's just like, okay, we'll put. <laughs> like I'm sure the instructions are just like we don't even have to draw the picture for you. Just like you have a bunch of fucking dark blue pieces. Yeah. Make the dark blue fucking rectangle. <laughs> yeah. We'll give out. you the dimensions, but yeah, we'll just make you a solid thing. But um, uh, we were the a... shipping containers full of amiibos? Yes, coming for you personally, Bill. That's well, did it. you hear the thing that like uh, shipping from uh, Asia got so, Bill, fucked up? Here's the thing the you need to remember is that we work in manufacturing, <laughs> so we've been talking about this nonstop. I didn't know this was thing until Nintendo came out and said there's a, an amiibo shortage because of the dock strike, yeah. whatever the hell's been going yeah, on. Yeah, there's nothing worse than at working and working and working and developing a product, and yeah. it's like delayed because of Chinese New Year or this and that, and then uh, or because you're delayed or there's like misunderstandings, and then it finally gets on a fucking ship. It finally crosses the fucking ocean, and it's just part. So what is it? So I'm assuming that like, did they just park off off water and just kind of like camp out there for a couple Dude, weeks? Dude, there's a fascinating photos. It looks almost like a, a, a film or something because mm-hmm. they're just like as far as you can see just giant it, giant shipping vessels does it look like water world it does look like water world does it also of... look like like that scene in the, like flotilla, the flotilla scene in um uncharted like where there's all the ships <laughs> this is what i'm wondering because like, like if these guys are stuck on these boats and they're like man let's watch movies and like they're like, hey boat movie, what a crew on the next boat over? You guys have what like, movies you, got? you guys, are, you guys got water? We'll, 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 we'll get some ladders so we can go over to your boat. Yeah, you can come back. We've got Fast and Furious six. Yeah, tomorrow. You know what Pretty else good. are you gonna do on the sea? We've got Fast and Furious twenty, Tokyo Drift three. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, it becomes like a little makeshift community on the sea. That would actually be kind of a fun movie to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, but yeah, it was really neat. And the coolest thing was that we saw two eagles eat a fucking gull. Yep. What? We, we were sitting there. That's a and thing that happens, apparently. Yeah, these two eagles had ganged up on this flock of seagulls and, and taken down one of them and were eating it. And all the seagulls were freaking were out. Eagles yeah. voiced by Jeremy Irons and yes. Alan Rickman. <laughs> yes, they were. I want to believe they were. Wow. American oh, Eagles, voiced by two British guys. <laughs> Is the story not specifically gay-friendly? Because you were kind of making it sound like a little... Well, no, I mean, there's coastal Oregon in general is not super queer. Yeah. It is yeah. safe to say. Well, Oregon in general, general. Yeah. Uh, out, once you get outside of Portland, it becomes less... I should not be talking with my mouth. You are, yeah, this is... I can tell Grumpy Turtle right now is miserable. Fucking... Here, stop talking. I'm going to talk for yeah, a second. Yeah, okay, yeah. We went to the this hipster restaurant we went to for breakfast. Um, This dude sitting at the table next to us just stared at us the whole time. Like we were... Was an mean, older guy or just a crazy guy? guy? Like, what? Like, he was like maybe in his 40s? early 40s. Yeah. yeah. Was he trying to just try to figure out like your genders and just me you really was my gender you? he doesn't care well about you. i was gonna say my gender is pretty recognizable it's called titties <laughs> um but uh yeah he just got he sta- it really made me uncomfortable he just stared at us the whole time and then yeah there's just some other little things that it was just like man i'm so, so you spoiled. would not pick up your house and move it to oregon well we've always talked about maybe retiring to astoria but yeah because i like gotta nice get place. a lot more faggot it was first. empty if it was empty of people it'd be great to go or if we were just hermits. 
Yeah, that's the other thing. Magic Hermit. So every year from now on, you're going to just type into Google, uh, Astoria, less faggoty? Question mark? <laughs> and no, like more a, faggoty. More though. faggoty, that's what it is, yeah. Uh, oh, man, so speaking, I shouldn't catch use that phrase. I went on a business trip this week, and it's which is the other reason that's why my, my ass is kicked. favorite rap song. Was it Boom Diggity? It's a really good joke, though. So, uh, the, uh, we were t- I was talking to these people who I didn't really know, and I was training them on stuff and systems and products and stuff. And uh, I was talking about Excel. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I can I can use that. And she's like, oh, I don't want to make any, make any assumptions. I'm like, and I wasn't thinking. I was like, oh, you can, when well, you talk about me, you can use the N word. It's okay. You can call me a nerd. And only immediately afterwards, I'm like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Annie, don't, don't say that. <laughs> wow. Well, I was like, not allowed to watch Selma now. <laughs> it was bad. I was like, no, I you just said that, that nerd deal? is such a loaded phrase to most people yeah. that no one wants to self-identify as a nerd. And I was, I wasn't thinking. I was yeah. just like, yeah, after it was Well, like, you were just thinking oh. in your brain. You're not thinking on a larger social You know what context. I was thinking? I was yeah. thinking that I'd been on a plane for eight hours and had to share a bed with my coworker because of craziness and then had to get up at seven o'clock in the morning to go talk for four hours. <laughs> I was not thinking a damn thing. Oh, man. So, yeah. So what? Wait, was, you slept with another woman? I did fully. I slept with a coworker. She's Sorry, all, you're no. used to that. You spent like three years sleeping in a bed with Aunt, or with, is, with 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 Dylan. This is true. I'm all about platonic platonic bedroom. That's why I was like, I don't get platonic a shit. cuddling. There was no. There was a thing where she was like, we, we, we there was a lot of misadventures. We realized that her hotel was accidentally two hours away. No, this hotel she'd been booked at. So I was like, fine, I just share share my room. I don't give a shit. How how so, how was flying for you? I don't mind flying at all. It's just that it were from. I had to get into a tiny cramped plane that was poorly air conditioned to to the airport, and then I only had forty five minutes to get to my other flight, which is on the other side of the terminal. So I had to fucking book it because excuse me, uh, twenty minutes because then they're gonna start boarding. Yeah. So I had to fucking book it and then get on an even smaller plane. I had to fly recently, and I was like, oh yeah, I actually kind of like flying is a hassle, but like flying can be. I like being up the in nice, an airplane. The night. Well, I like. The, I love obviously... flying. Like actually being up in the sky is yeah. awesome. The view. But is like beautiful. everything else, kind of especially when you're a big fat dopey guy, I need two seats and stuff like that. But still, it's cool. It's fun. Well, Dude. what I really like about flying is it's uninterrupt, uninterrupted time to read. Yes. Like, I took my, my Kindle with me. I get so bored. <laughs> you're not a big reader, I know. You're just... And it's... And imagine you're... I don't... My, but the my knees... My knees get super bad jacked knees. Up. Oh, well, my knees get fucked up, too. I need... I need, like... I actually... It, it would behoove me to actually get, like, business class or to get, like... Yeah, to start upgrading Start flights. upgrading flights yeah. because... And just pay for it. Because yeah. Because otherwise, my, my body is just fucked up when I get there. And I also just realized I've never flown where I didn't have the window seat. Yeah. And it just occurred to me how horrible oh, flying must be if you have oh, anything. Because I am entertained by the sky flying yeah. past my window so much. Yeah. It's like having a TV yeah. on. Like, There's like clouds. Beautiful. Ah. Yeah. I'm like a child. Yeah. Like, I'm so pretty. But if you're trapped in the middle of the plane. But in the middle or any other seat of the plane, I would want to fucking kill myself after five minutes. Because if you don't have that entertainment, then you're just stuck. Like, yeah. yeah. Ooh. The middle yeah. is the worst because if you're a larger person, like we all three are, yeah. like here are these two people. You don't have the benefit of even like leaning into no, like, exactly. away yeah, no, or yeah, you're just... the aisle. It's just like I'm sitting there cross-armed for the whole <sighs> flight because I don't want to fucking jab into anybody. Though I didn't want to say this. Okay, so I had to get on a prop plane. Was to get into That's, this podunk town. When yeah, no, that can be a little rickety. Well, no. Here's the thing: the plane. As a person who was raised on Tailspin and the Rocketeer, I was very delighted by this. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Where but, but 
the uh, it was so funny. So I was reading this romance novel. Uh, I had a I, uh, the plane down. I read like half this romance novel that wasn't very good, but it was it was still doing its magic. And it was about it was a, my first ever Western romance novel. And it was really shitty. But like the like the the love interest is big sheriff. And it's just like, it's like just describing him lovingly, and I'm like, ah, okay. Then I'm 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 going to get onto the new plane, and there's just this beautiful man, this beautiful Annie Bates man getting on the plane with me and uh-huh. I'm just like ah. he sits fucking next to me on this plane and I'm reading this dirty book and then the plane is a prop plane and it starts gets sets off and just starts vibrating <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like fuck this entire situation I had to switch to like non-fiction and like I'm crossing my arms so I stopped accidentally grazing against his or plane like, oh what do you look like was he just a big bear guy kind of guy it's my kind of guy yeah your kind of guy yeah exactly just, yeah you know fill in the blank but it's Aww. not important. but yeah it was really funny and then I had to go share I never thought about the vibrations in the airplane I, it had never been an issue until that moment well I, I've, I've, I've known women who get off like you know when they're on like a, like a, like a bumpy bus like stuff really? for that's guys not, it's not a thing that's not normally me but well that's not, not most women but some women just, can be that sensitive enough just even being on a bumpy bus would be enough but like anyway, yeah, a vibrating plane it was hilarious Bill, tell me about your time friend uh what i do this week have you seen what's it called let me look at the show notes uh how do you do it i played the web version of it yeah is there a new version because uh, the version i play it's on steam but it seems to be if it's not running in a browser yeah i think was, it is it might as well be browser game it was browser based and it was originally it was just recently released to steam for free yeah. um actually we just met the designer of it yeah um she now works at fulbright she's a designer on their upcoming game tacoma that's a fulbright lady yeah she is now because ah, I was running, and then Carla favored my tweet about how awesome I thought that game was. Yeah. Well, specifically, so uh, how do you do it? It's is, a really great. It's, it's a, a browser-based game. game where you, you're just playing this little like 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 thirteen-year-old girl uh-huh. who, while her mom is out grocery shopping, uh, you go get your dolls and try to ha- make them have sex with each other. <laughs> yeah. But it's a WASD kind of like, what's yeah. the game where you're trying to run, trying to make your legs run, but it's all fucked up? I know up. what you're talking about, but I can't remember. But it's the same thing where you're controlling these two dolls in your hands and you yeah. can only use like the WASD controls. It's Or it's like Surgeon Simulator kind of yeah. thing where it's like clumsily, you're just trying to mash these naked dolls together to have <laughs> and sex. And she's just commentating, like, is this how? Is this, is this it? Is there more hugging? Is, is there more kissing? <laughs> And, and the thing is, is that you have to do it as long as you can before your mom gets home, and you yeah, have to stop before she catches you. <laughs> yeah, because you can hear her like driving up in the driveway, and then like coming towards the door and opening the door, oh and like God. before she walks in and actually sees what you're doing, you have to hold in and hide the dolls, and then it's you get a counter so you just at the hide end. Hide them by like throwing them at Yeah, really, and then right? it just says like you had sex 170, 73 times. <laughs> A session of this takes, it's literally a 30 second long game. Yeah. But yeah, but it's the very design, good. The, the, the aesthetics of it are so pleasing. And the illustrations and just, of the girl are, they're so she, good. So when you end your session and you have to hide your uh, dolls behind your back, the session of the blush, the picture of the blushing girl as her mom uh-huh. walks in is so cute because she's just all like, I didn't do, I wasn't doing anything. It's just so stupid. It's just a great thing because you never play games from that sort of perspective. Yeah. Um, much less games that are about sex in a way that's just genuinely innocent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's also shit. just fun to see two dolls rubbing up against each other. <laughs> go, go, clank, 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 clank. And the girl with her face, like, really interested. Yeah, she's like, like what, what is this? Is this, is this orgasm? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's very cute. Uh, so I played a little bit of that. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. <laughs> yeah, it's free on Steam now for Windows PC and I think Linux. It is Mac literally a trifle. You'll, you'll you'll play it for five minutes. Go, that's cute. Maybe you come charming. back to it later, but it's not well, it's, like it's worth playing. It's it's one of those things where it's like it just yeah, well, it's not experience. meant to be a long thing. It's yeah. supposed to be just kind of a goofy. So highly recommend bullshit. looking that up. Man, the game that I played this week that is 
are oh. the opposite of a trifle, but I wish that it was even 1% as charming as how do you do it. I got, we pre-ordered the order. Oh, you guys bought that. We pre-ordered it. because We were like, there's not... chops and uniforms. That looks really nice. It the is game looks gorgeous. Awesome. Oh, I want to play it just to see the pretty shit. I, you know what? Uh, so the Red Letter oh. Media guys, they did a, like a live Twitch playthrough. They pretty much uh-huh. played through the whole last half of the game where yeah. I watched them like yeah. on, on Wednesday night. It's yeah. a gorgeous game. Yeah. So, it is also humorless and joyless so and charmless. I think what should happen is we should maybe all play it together mute it or at least mute the dialogue if that's possible and then just make up what they're saying you guys can do that you i can always actually... do a twitch thing where it's just twitch theater yeah. i always <laughs> try to view a game at least the first way time the way it was intended to be have you guys beaten it? that actually makes me clench up inside i'm sorry of the no, it's, no, it's real just, bad it's not ex- it's really there's no re- like the, the only thing of it is, is the beauty is the it's uh, the the design is great and oh. the art direction is great and the modeling is great uh, it's really desaturated every time i post yeah. a screenshot to Twitter that already tends to darken it up a little bit, but you just oh, can't. Just you can't muddy. see it at all. Yeah. But um, uh, the uh, the writer is somebody who did something else worst. before. Like he wrote like a it's movie or really something bad. like that. They got a prof- quote unquote yeah. professional screenwriter to write it. To, like, oh, he wrote John Adams. Oh, yeah. The oh. mini HBO miniseries. The, the only yeah. thing I can we're not terribly far into it because frankly, it is really put downable. Have you got to the werewolves. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they get they get in pretty quickly. Like yeah. you and see they're, werewolves. They're, that's that's. That's one of the, the werewolf design is kind of neat. I'm very turned fussy. into dog people. I'm kind of fussy about werewolves, but yeah. they're they're interesting werewolves. And in that hey, you guys had a werewolf fact week. One of the deals about what else do we do with oh um, oh Jupiter sending yeah. um and that which was I am jealous that you guys got to see because I want to I want to do a Kingsman double fully will never go see Jupiter really sending, why I have to say it is nothing in there is for her <laughs> even the human thumb with uh, Vulcan ears. <laughs> Anyway, anyway yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. one of the things they do with the werewolf design is that it's kind of clever in that um, how you handle the hairiness of a werewolf is always a thing, and some people do dumb shit. But basically, the werewolf grows fur wherever humans kind of already have hair. Yeah. Okay, that it just makes becomes... sense. It's, it's extrapolation yeah. of yeah. basic human so design. So it's yeah. it's interesting, but you can barely fucking see it because the game is so dark. Yeah, yeah. I'm just and saying. Just... I'm just saying that the 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 murder stabby of the werewolves, yeah, like, like the getting them to change back, yeah, was actually like. What the, that was pretty the, brutal. The change too, and then the fight, and how yeah. it actually happens. Like, yeah, that's actually a, that's actually awesome. Is that like a yeah. quick time event thing? It is. Uh, it's an integrated. You have to like get wear them down and get them close enough. Okay, because I've seen supposedly that that is essentially almost the exact same, even down to the like the button prompts that you're doing and the sequence uh-huh. that you're doing. This is supposedly re- repeated a couple times throughout the game. Yeah. I'll believe it. From what I it. saw, there was a, cu- a couple fights like that where it, it, it was oh, even down to the cutscene was yeah. almost exactly the same. What's interesting is that a lot of the gameplay and a lot of the um, climbing mechanics really do feel like they're, they played Uncharted and they're like, oh, like this. Okay. But they just don't. And it's like, it feels like Uncharted slash um, Gears of War, mm. but it's just, there's like a kludginess to it and the camera is just a little too tight in and uh, it's just not like even as you're walking around third person, not like yeah. even when you're zoomed in and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's is just there not... like an easy mode, like a more We're narrative? We're playing on mode? easy, easy mode. Okay. It's just not fun to play at all. Because you think a game that's supposed to be so narrative focused on that, they mm-hmm. would have like an almost like, well, supposedly the game is like half cutscenes. But you think it. they would have like a super easy mode, so Man, the is combat so is not an issue. 
Writing is so bad. It's, uh, really? It's just, it's just, it's just, so it's the, just I so... It, I think it just saps of something that, that, that was written by somebody who maybe doesn't really understand games and how they have to... Well, not even... I wonder if it's like... Because at the end of the day, for us in particular, and I feel like for this kind of game in general, no one says, wow, Uncharted, sure did love that narrative. Yeah. No one says, Ge- got, you know, Gears of War, well, also, well, sure did love that story. Characters can be great even if the narrative's well, kind of flat, that's what which I'm is kind of the Uncharted at. games. Yeah. That's what I'm about to say, yeah. is that, you know, it's about the characters... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it's it's all about having those characters that you care about, and the narrative is almost like who gives a shit. It's yeah. just an excuse to see yeah. people that you love. It, it's and a container for the good like, stuff. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like the characters you just don't care. So the order is you're playing a Sir Galahad. Well, here's the thing: I haven't gotten the the one thing that I do kind of like is that at least there there hasn't so far been like just an exposition dump. It's you're just kind of in the moment, and they don't feel the need to really explain anything as you go. Um, so we're not too far in, and they haven't really ground anything in yet. Well, so it's, it's fucked up. So you're playing as Sir Galahad, and the main lady is Sir Galahad. <laughs> I thought that was a fucked up pun. Uh, it's not clear to me. I was really annoyed. By I, all I know more about this game than you do, just because I watched a Twitch stream of most of it. Yeah. I was really annoyed by this game by when they were all um fucking Arthur, Arthur character names. Yeah. I'm like well, motherfucker. But eventually, it seems like they're either going to be either reincarnations or it's just a title you take on because it seems like not all the characters are. I've, those I've seen people, people. play the game, and this book, according to them, the game kind of leaves it up to your interpretation. Interpretation See, because that supposedly is kind of there's idea I like the holy. Let's put it this way: the holy grail shows up. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's well. I, we've already been at the ground round table. It's pretty clear that oh, okay, it's like yeah. there's oh, not there's something's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody since there's somebody a, already made like like we know this like, yeah, exactly. Made, like, See, and I okay, like yeah. that they're kind like, of light about it. They yeah. don't ground it in your face. At no point is like, hey everybody, we're here at the round table, and I'm <laughs> King Arthur. Did you know that I'm three thousand year old because the blood of Christ gave me blood? Like the game hasn't done that to you. Yet. I think that's a cool setup though. See, I like, I the like idea. that aspect of it, but I don't give a shit about it any of these people so yeah. why should I care oh, yeah. there's the lady whose character is she's a strong female character <laughs> there's the Frenchman whose character is a, actually is I'm American and boy I'd like to put my dick in any dick receptacle and then there's the protagonist who's just like grumbly old man who has no mustache guy mustache okay, guy yeah. who I, I, I am the sort of person where I am inclined to have no problem associating with uh-huh. grizzled white male protagonists I have no problem stepping into their shoes but this guy there's no there ain't nothing in there yeah. ju- they just empty the whole half of the game I saw like there's no real character development yes. or anything like that there's, there's, a, doesn't there's a thing where either, so. he gets fucked up by some other people does the game start off with like he's in jail or yeah. something like that what's weird is that the, there's some weird artistic choices the game starts in first person view it's fucking really? weird for like the first five minutes of the yeah. opening cutscene it's well, first person also with it being kind of squad based shooter I for some reason I just assumed that you'd get a chance to play as some of the other team members and maybe mm-hmm. it would be a story like told from different people's perspective it, mm-hmm. it seems like no. that's just the main guy and it's really just yeah. gears forward you don't with. it's not, it doesn't seem that you could even direct your cohorts either There's yeah exactly that's why I thought where there would at least be yeah. some kind of like go because even gears of war had a thing like go here to go do that yeah. and this it's really just third person just and I, shoot. you can you can I can There's say no well they don't they seem to really want to minimize the HUD as much as possible yeah. like well maybe I love they the want HUD it to design be, everything like that like like the the type and everything yeah cool. yeah they want it to be very cinematic so they don't want to have anything like you know like a visual marker on screen yeah. of, like I sent a character over there like I get that well get even the in the cutscenes like or not during the cutscenes but the quick time events like whatever you have to interact with just a little white 
like dot appears yeah. mm-hmm. or something like that, which is kind of nice. I like the design like it's a really yeah. thoughtfully done game. Like the art team should should be lauded for everything they did, but it's just man, there's just no there there. The it's, gameplay it's, is not fun. You and ordered the a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and they just gave you like half a loaf of bread with some peanut butter. <laughs> well, it's like they gave you a peanut butter jelly sandwich, and the peanut butter is the mis- most amazing peanut butter you've ever had, and, and the, the jelly... bread is stale and moldy. Yeah. If you guys don't mind, I, I might want to borrow that off you. It's yeah, a digital download, so you can't. I did a digital pre-order. <laughs> Yeah, you're oh, fucked, no. Oh, Bill. that's why I thought if you got a special edition, I thought maybe you got, like, a little oh, statue of the I did kind like of want the statue Because it looked cool. But I you don't. I'm curious to I play know. it just because it's the first next-generation game that actually looks like a next-generation game. It's gorgeous. Everything else aside, I just want to see what what it looks like in, in, the, in person. The costume and design is fascinating, and I really like it, but at the same time, I, I want to learn more of Bluer because it's not a uniform. Yeah. The whole point of a uniform is that it's uniform. Like, yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone's supposed to be wearing the same damn thing. Y'all wear the Really, thing. it's really scattered, and they haven't really explained why, other yeah. than it looks cool. There's an yeah. Indian lady who I don't know is that the main. She's shown up. She seems she seems to be part of the um, rebels, whomever the rebels are. She oh. her design is really cool. Oh, that's what I was gonna say as far as design stuff. Yeah, she, she's oh. got like the little yeah. thing in the thing. Yeah, she's yeah. good. She's Chetna with a gun. <gasps> Watch the finale tonight too. Speaking of great, British, oh. you know, because we're always talking about great British breakup. at all times. But yeah, that the finale is on PBS tonight. So yeah, just thrown out there. So yeah. I'll we'll um we'll we'll play. I'll play some more of it. But it's one of those things where I'll play like ten minutes of it, and, and then, then I'll will, think like we'll straight up go to Dragon Age multiplayer. Yeah, I'm like you know what? There's Dragon Age multiplayer challenge. On, so it's so. really you're just using the orders as like a primer for your fingers. And, like Maybe. now the controller's warmed up. Now I'm gonna play the real shit. Just warming Speaking that up. Digital downloads. So this week Nintendo finally put up the Donkey Kong Country games okay. for the Wii U Virtual Console. But they also had a promotion that if you bought one of those games, you would get 30% off either the 3DS Donkey Kong game that I let you mm-hmm. let you borrow, yeah. or the new Tropical Freeze Wii U Donkey Kong game oh, that came yeah. out with last year. So it's only 35 bucks. Mm-hmm. So, like, I bought Donkey Kong Country because I... Play, you know, I've never played the other two old Super Nintendo games, but I played okay. the first one back in the day and had, yeah. had a good time with it. So I thought, I'll oh, find fuck it, I'll download it. Especially because I had bought it before on the original Wii Virtual Console. It's on mm-hmm. sale. It's on double sale, so it only cost me a buck fifty. So I downloaded, played some of that, and I was like, oh yeah, well maybe if I get this, if if buying this lets me buy like the new Donkey yeah. Kong game for only yeah. thirty five bucks, I'll totally do that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you can only redeem that as a digital download yeah okay. like, that's fine yeah. and i'm forgetting that the wii u only has a 32 gig no! hard drive which you but then the download for the donkey kong game for the new one is 11 gigs well, shit. takes up off the bat and even with the the, the, the 30 uh, 32 gig hard drive on the wii u uh two gigs of that is taken up just by the operating, operating system. system so you have less than 30 gigs to work with this <sighs> this one gig takes up more than a third of the available space so, on the machine. So there's no way to like save it to a different thing or like you can buy you can actually hook oh, up an external hard drive to this, but then I'm like, there's only ever gonna be two more like big Wii U games that it's ever yeah. gonna come out. Is it even worth so I actually yeah. went in and, and I'm actually honestly surprised because Nintendo is terrible with like data management and stuff. Yeah. They do actually kind of make it pretty easy to go in there and actually delete uh, software without deleting your save for that software. So okay. it's free downloads, but I had to go out and delete like 
half oh, of everything sucks. I've ever bought for the console, which again, because there's not that much out for the Wii U, what technically actually wasn't that much stuff. Yeah. But it was a couple, it was still mm, just like, no. but yeah, it took me no. a whole afternoon just to clean out the fucking fridge to make well, room. Well, yeah, but then at that moment you're like, fuck this, I don't want to play it well, anymore. Well, and the other thing I was like, I'm going to buy this Donkey Kong game because I just want like a mindless, stupid platforming game to play. Mm. That game was fucking I was going to say, it's notoriously difficult. I am stuck on the second boss in the second <laughs> stage and I cannot get past it to save my god and yep. it's just the boss it's not like I'm trying to yeah. do, I'm not playing on hard mode or anything yeah, like yeah. that just like it's fun it's beautiful it's got great yeah. music and like the, the stage design is inventive yeah. as hell I'll have more to talk about that next feels week like, that feels like Elder Scrolls when you're like if I would let's play Elder Scrolls that's yeah it's not name. something that's you do on a whim voice now. and then the Elder Scrolls online and then, and then it took a day and a half. Oh my to god! Download? To yes. fucking download? How big was that? Like like thirty it's, gigs or something? It's it not... comes on four discs. It was oh on. Well, and the god. thing is, is that and then we had to download patches and shit. So you guys don't have damn bandwidth ish bandwidth caps or anything? It wasn't do you? just that. It wasn't our download speed. It was their servers. No, but I was wondering because we also here have to. We only get like two hundred gigs. Uh, to download from mm-hmm. uh, Comcast because we're this lucky enough like... to have Comcast, but also they're banned with caps, so we can only download so much stuff a month. Yeah. That 11 gigs of Donkey Kong last night ate up 20% of what we're allowed to... Well, yeah. huh. Wait, not 10% of what we're It was to. the first... It was like the first week of February, though, so it's like... Yeah, it was... Yeah. Nuts. So, anyway... Fucking video games. Video games! Uh, uh, yes, I did go see Jupiter Ascending. Fully did not go see it. I, saw, I went to see it with... I was, uh, I'm kind of surprised because I thought... Uh, yeah, at least no. we'll watch an action movie. That is, it is a movie. Okay, here's the thing. I would probably have skipped it altogether if my friend Brenna had not loved it so much. I was like, okay, oh, it was well. like her second viewing. Yeah. yeah, so it was her second viewing, and she kind of she as she she explained it to me is like all the marketing of it was so misleading because really it is a game. It is a movie that reminded me a lot of Dark Crystal and Labyrinth in that you need to see it at two o'clock in the morning in a sleepover as a twelve year old <laughs> girl. Like that is if if Jupiter Ascending does not become part of the um, sleepover pantheon, it's the, new Labyrinth. it's the sleepover canon. Probably yeah. If it doesn't bump out like fucking, I don't even know if children do sleepovers anymore. But do if they? it doesn't pump bump out like Newsies used to be know, a sleepover could, staple. Could they just Skype with each other? Right? <laughs> yeah, can they just Skype? Like it's can they just Google Hang? Yeah. But anyway, it's it's it really is a movie. It made me feel more like a thirteen year old girl than being a thirteen year old way? girl. Yeah, normally I feel really alienated from things that are quote unquote for girls, but this isn't. Four girls, as much as it, it feels like the perspective of an enthusiastic thirteen year old. Okay, yeah. This is like it's a Tina Belcher. It it, it is joint. Tina Belcher's favorite movie. Yeah. Seriously, that is the best way to encapsulate this movie. And if you go into it expecting that, then you'll get exactly what you're coming for. If you come to it thinking it's like, oh, it's from the creators of the Matrix, and it's gonna blah 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 blah, and it's no, it's Tina it's Belcher. a weird Tina Belcher, Belcher movie. Belcher. I've heard a lot of people slagging on it because it's supposed to be so bad, and even people who loved it will agree it's bad, but it's it's so it's bad in a way for like exactly for girls like there should be yeah. bad movies for girls just like exactly. there's bad stupid they're like bad movies for thing. guys Kingsman came out the same week as Jupiter Ascending uh-huh. and supposedly that's a great action movie but it's also terrible in the same kind of like male empowerment stupid bullshit mm-hmm. yep. and people have been pointing out that like they're not the same. Kingsman is just as bad yeah. it's just male empowerment boy yeah. bullshit it's a Gene Belcher movie yes exactly 
God forbid well, Tina Belter have her stupid What's big budget. What's astonishing like. about Jupiter Ascending is that exactly there is no context for this sort of movie. Yeah, like, that's what seems to be confounding a lot of people. That's why yeah. I keep comparing it to Labyrinth. Though I think that Labyrinth actually has redeeming qual value to it. It's mostly <laughs> this doesn't even have that. Well, it it there's some really good practical effects in it. The costume design is really good. Uh-huh. But then there's um, all that mascara. That there's some wiped so, but that's that's a choice that he's supposed to be an albino. And I'm like, have you met <laughs> an albino? What he's I've heard about like this is he—he's an albino ex-cop werewolf. Yes, he's actually an ex-military werewolf, okay, but he okay, had okay, wings, okay. right? <laughs> they cut no, his. Away, so instead oh he God. has um rollerblades uh, that allow him. Sounds like this movie was written on Boy Howdy. It's yeah. amazing. It's but it's like totally like a like a thirteen year old. Well, all three, we should Wyatt get together, novel. watch it, so you could be like, okay, guys, this is part where I have his, no interest in watching it with out. y'all because this is not. It's <laughs> yeah, not a I movie know, that know. you sit back and make fun of. No, yeah. it's not. Bill, I'll watch you it have with to. You, you yeah. guys can watch it. You have to be. But I would like to watch it with someone else girl. who's enthusiastic. It's like. Shh. Gotta watch this nope. important part. No, nope. see, this is a movie. She won't do that. She'll you just don't get angry. You don't go to a sleepover to shit on things. Oh, I know. Yeah, you go to a sleepover to be well, earnestly excited go, well, about you it. You have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> then you, there's then, a toilet. And then you get context. chocolate. You get chocolate ice cream. <laughs> it's a very there's, different. There's on a similar vein. There's a writer. He writes for like New York Times or something like that. Matt Solar Sites. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a film critic dude and just this morning he published this thing where he his like kids are, like 11 years old mm-hmm. he and his 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 son's friends wanted to watch an action movie and so he recommended they watch Aliens mm-hmm. and none of these kids had seen Aliens before okay, yeah. and so he published this great piece this morning about all these le- like this like half a dozen 11 year old kids trying to watch Aliens for the yeah. first time and trying not to be scared but trying to be macho <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that. and it's just, and it was a sleepover movie yeah, and like sure. he, like speaking about kids and sleepovers is very cute but I'll only get in the show notes mm. but yeah, that doesn't it relate a, directly very, to Jupiter no but it is but. it's a very particular context yeah. of, of a movie going yeah. experience and there is a certain amount of signing up for something, so Jupiter you know? sending. So it's 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 Family Guy is reincarnated queen of the universe, and she owns Earth. But then Eddie Redmayne uh-huh. is trying to steal Eddie Redmayne it from her. Is the best part of that I movie. Keep on he, he like whispers. He's he like, whispers every line. I'm like watching. He either he's two mouths. He's either talking in a breath. But, oh, screaming! So he's, he's Craig from he Parks and Rec. He's a sommelier <laughs> of the universe. His, it's and it, what's most amazing, honestly, Bill, you should watch Jupiter Sending. Just I'll, because I'll check it out sometime. It is like a reference spot check a mile a minute. Like it's so really in it, it is. Well, Bre- Brennan more... did, did a little a little thing Bren- that was yeah. referencing like like this shot totally is referencing Dune yeah. and this shot is oh, okay. yeah and like when you it's go hotbox, when you yeah. go to his final chamber towards the end of the movie it totally looks like the Stargate? father's chamber in oh. uh, Blade Runner oh, oh really like it's okay, like riffing yeah. like it, in the movie so transparently is like it's just like yeah no this is an allusion to Brazil there's a part there's this whole sequence where she's trying to get the paperwork done to so that she can inherit the earth and 
Which is totally like Eddie Redmayne's so angry at this paperwork it's, it's, being done. It's a great sequence, actually. Like yeah. there are all these little alien creatures, and she has like a robot helper, and it's a really great design because he's like a robo face, and it, it's really good. But then the end of this sequence is this: they go to like this basement, distant bureau to get the final verification, and it's totally a Brazil basement with like a keyboard, and, like, and it's Terry Gilliam. Aww. And it's just like I mean, it, the movie is transparently like no, Which this is, is from Aliens. No, yeah. these are. These are blaster effects from Star Wars. This is like it is just unrelentingly. I've been thinking about doing a double feature of Kingsman and 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 this movie. If I don't do it in theaters, I'll definitely do it when they come out in video. Let me let me put it this way: it is very easy to take a big deuce on Jupiter sending. It is effortless to take a deuce on Jupiter sending. If you go in and kind of accept it for what it is and just kind of have a good time with it, it's a very it's. Well, these are the same guys who made Speed Racer, and that was kind of not 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 a good movie, quote unquote. But it was still fun. I still haven't seen Dopey. It's you're not gonna you're not. Well, gonna I keep like hearing it. people who are like, oh, it's actually kind of great. It's kind of funny and kind of like that's clever and that's kind of pretty. And also, I don't know how good. I've never seen it on the on TV. I saw it in the theaters, mm-hmm. and it's so big and bright. And I don't know, it's like yeah, how much how it would. Yeah, diminished on the small screen, yeah. it would hold up that well. Yeah. If that's kind of like half the appeal of the yeah. movie. But well, one thing that it's kind of interesting about Jupiter Sending is that obviously there's a lot of CGI, but they try to do a lot of stuff in camera. Yeah. So there's a lot of prosthetics. Okay. There's only one alien race that actually is a really cool design. They're these dragon thug people. They're really cool. Uh, but uh, the yeah. most of the aliens are just practical effects augmented with CGI. Okay. And it's really a very cool. Like there are a lot of really cool alien designs. I mean, Aww. like nice. uh, Channing Tatum. Time with this is a terrible. I mean, it's just dumb. I, the one or two shots I've seen him, he looks like a thumb with elf but ears. I have to admit, about halfway through the movie, I was like, I'm on board. <laughs> I was like, okay. And at the end of it, I was like, you know what? I would fuck Channing Tatum in that movie. <laughs> I would. It was the first Did time. They end up together? Like, like, is that the link? Of in the course they do. Does the princess get the prince? What do you think, Bill? Did do you, you think he gets his wings back by the end of the movie? Oh, yep. So yeah. does it set it up for there being yeah, a whole bunch weird. of sequels? Right? Yeah, totally. Oh, and then the sequels that it's are never, never going to happen. happen. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's, well, it's just it's, like Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Let me put. Well, no, I it's less so because it's more like it doesn't. Where that movie overtly ends with, oh, here's another adventure. We're off. It's it, uh, Jupiter Ascending instead just kind of ends as a beginning. It just mm. feels like, oh, well, there's all this context. It's, it's and, a jumping off point yeah. for more stories for them, but exactly. it's not like, yeah, yeah. In a perfect world, there is like a 300 episode anime that follows well, that, up to yeah, Jupiter yeah. Ascending. So. Yeah, that the movie be. doesn't end with the title card that says the end and then a question mark. So, okay, yeah. I really like all the character designs. I was, I got on board with them. There's a lot of weirdness, but I really got on board with them. Except that Sean Bean is a bee. Sure. He's a bee. Sure. Does he have like a big stinger tail butt? Well, that was the thing. Does he have like shelf butt? Everybody. A lot of the characters, like, so there are all these. like waddling around. There are all these hybrid Like a broomstick between his legs. So, like, uh, Channing Tatum has has wolf spice, so he's Uh got like the ears and everything. And, Uh like, I I keep looking for Sean Bean to have like a stinger or like subtle stripe tattoos. Well, um, a lot of the hybrids. Does he take his shirt off and he just has a striped chest hair and that's it? Seriously! That fuzz. This movie, like even if it were like subtle, like in his hair, but like shaved, like, something. But no. something. How he, said go, he's he just how he goes bean. grocery shopping is is things just stick to him. <laughs> there you go. There's oh, so man. good. Also, uh, did you see the pictures of Eddie Redmayne? He's playing. I don't know if he's playing trans or if he's actually straight up playing a lady in something. But like, there's a screenshot of him. He's in some movie. He's playing a lady. And I can see that. I mean, it's 
he's good looking enough that like when I saw the thing, I was like, oh, I thought it was a screen cap of Kate Blanchett from the Aviator. Oh, really? And I was like, oh, how you doing? And I was like, oh, that's Eddie Redmayne in drag. And I'm like, oh, how you doing? That's no, he's he's he could pull that off. He's he's kind of this uh, the, the Jay Davidson. Like he's he he reminds me a lot of Jay Davidson. Oh, from Westerface, yeah. Um, well, the she, crying game. He's got those party and... lips. Because always like, he always looks like he's trying to like, like kiss you, whispering or yelling. I only, I've only seen him in Les Miserables. Yeah, and he was great. Yeah, yeah, he looks fierce. Uh, he's, he's in drag. I got to, yeah, I wasn't quite sure what Danish his role girl. is. Or, yeah, interesting. But yeah, I saw that picture and I honestly thought it was a, like an outtake from The Aviator for a moment. Um, um yeah, no. Yeah, no, uh, Jupiter Ascending is one of those, it's one of those things where I can't actually recommend it to anybody, because you have to go into it with kind of an open heart, or you're just gonna go out and spend the whole time thinking it's a waste then. of time. I'm glad I'm you glad fully is exasperatedly. I'm, I'm glad you did go <laughs> see it. I'm glad I didn't you go see it You would not have liked it. I would, and I kind of, you know, like, I, to, you are, to the point in my, in our relationship where yeah. I can be like, no. <laughs> no. And I don't resent you for and, that or anything, you're just like, of and, course and you would have liked Jupiter Ascending. And I'm so happy about that, because it used to be like, yeah, take me to go see... Fucking this garbage movie. This garbage movie, and then I would sit there the entire time thinking about how much time I was wasting, and that's not fun oh, for anyone. Yeah. So instead, I just am like, nope, I'm gonna stay home. And I got like a lot of drawing done. Yeah, and, so it was meant yeah. to be. Yeah, oh man, good. Emma Stone is my is I, our, is I our guess, sister wife. Cause you guys love her, and now I'm totally like, I like Emma Stone too. Yeah, yeah. So she's I, very crushable. So I guess there was a Saturday Night Live 40th anniversary special a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, which I just mm-hmm. finally watched this week. And she shows up briefly as, uh, so they had a little segment where they got celebrities to kind of do, like, tributes to their right. favorites, the Saturday Night Live characters. Listen, McCarthy came out of Chris Farley and threw herself onto a desk and destroyed it. Alarmingly <laughs> oh so, because they had this whole news desk. Oh, my yeah. God. And you have, like, Tina Fey and some other people, right, like, right. doing the news. So, like, Tina Fey comes dressed out as, as an old Chris Farley character and throws herself in, onto the desk and completely destroys was it in a way the, that I was alarmed. Was she in the van down by the river guy? Yeah, she's just hiking up from fancy. Yeah. I'm a van down by the river. Yeah. And just so, because she, she, I was like, holy shit. Because like, I was like, how did she just not kill herself? Because she takes out this whole desk that's like nine feet wide. <laughs> it's horrifying. Awesome. But then uh, Emma Stone came out and did Rosanna Dana. Oh, uh, really? What's her face? Uh, Gilda Radner's yeah, character. Oh. And the fact that she went old school, like, first season, and she yeah. did the whole thing. And, like, Gilda Radner. Oh. Especially Emma Emma Stone, Stone the big one, she looked like a nutcase. <laughs> Emma Stone, Emma Stone. She I've, committed to that. I've yeah. always thought that, that, like, Bill, why don't you like Emma Stone? Because well, it's not like, Emma Stone I've never seen shit. her anything. She's adorable, and she's kind of a shit. And I've only seen her in, like, uh, fucking Zombieland. That is not the best. Oh, she was in that. Oh, well, yeah. I, I, I never no, disliked she her. Was she was really very hot in that. I forgot she was in that. And the only other thing I'd seen her is when uh, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 got leaked onto YouTube by Sony Korea for 10 minutes. Okay. I saw her in that. Okay. But no, and then also in the Oscars, like, she, like, had a bunch of funny reactions. Show. I don't think she was, was she ever even on stage? But they would cut to her during the Oscars when she was going wrong. Yeah. Her reaction shots was just like, that's a cute lady. She, I like her. She's, <laughs> She's fucking right. hilarious. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. A really, I like her as a person. There's a really great interview understand. between her and um, Andrew Garfield where she just, <laughs> yeah. she just straight up turns to him and goes, have you ever killed anyone? <laughs> and he just, he just starts laughing and she's just deadpan. And yeah. She's like, you have to tell me. <laughs> answer you, the question. Answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> laughing is not an answer. <laughs> She's like, even if you, even if you did it on accident, you have to tell, like, she's just like, and he's just sitting, like, he almost falls out of his chair. Aww. And I'm like, okay, that's, she, she, she seems, seems like, like a solid egg. Like, aside from actor stuff, she just seems like a funny person. Oh, she's yeah, so see, cool. I would want to hang out with, with Emma Stone. How did you like the 40th? 
anniversary special. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I forgot that I've seen so little Saturday Night Live. Since yeah, that there was... it was uh, since it was, like I was watching it in high school. Yeah. yeah, that vast stretches of it, I'm like, I have no idea what this is. There was a whole super long sketch about the Californians. Oh, I don't. I don't know, know that yeah. Will Ferrell. Anything he did, anything Kirsten Wig did, I was like, I don't. Oh, I have no reference sad. for this. Yeah, the Jeopardy stuff. I guess oh, Celebrity so Jeopardy from... is not new, Bill. That's what I'm saying. No, but I watched. Fucking... Well, then I'm sitting like, I wouldn't. I was like, when was the last time I watched Saturday Night Live? And I did the math. I'm like, 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, like, I Celebrity out Jeopardy of all is one of my favorite SNL sketches. Yeah. And it's actually. Um, I have the special if you ever want to check it I out. I just saw so. that sketch. That oh, was okay. really all, to be honest with you. There wasn't much else that, like. Um, uh, I, did you see, um, Is there anything with tiny hands? No. Kristen Wiig has thing? this, no, Kristen Wiig has this weird character that's... Has a big forehead head. She's a big, she's a giant forehead and tiny baby hands, and the whole joke is that <laughs> she's on the, um, Lawrence, Vince Lombardi Lawrence, show. Lawrence Welk. Lawrence Welk show, yeah. excuse me. And, uh, with the sister group of just sisters who sing in beautiful harmony, and then she's just this weirdo with actually, like, doll hands yeah. for hands. And, and, then, and then she just, like, and her sisters like, are singing about getting in a relationship, and she's just saying, I found a dead cat by the side of the road. Dead, none of that. It's a non-joke, but it's one of those non-jokes that they just sell so hard that it just makes you laugh. Oh, she like, just showed up for the Californian sketch, oh, and mm-hmm. which the only point of it seemed to be that everyone's from California, which I didn't I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. But everyone mm-hmm. reacting like, oh my god, they're going to do the California sketch. It's like such a classic. Yeah. Like, like, really? What is this? What happening? <laughs> and Kristen Wiig was funny inside of it. So yeah. Taylor Swift showed up and she was terrible and just yeah. like, um, but yeah. The only TV we watched this week is we finally started catching up on uh, Viking season three. Oh! So here's... What's up with the lady? She's all over the place. They suddenly sent her out as the emissary. They're like, we need you to make people fall in love with the show. Go oh, out Garza? and talk about... Yeah, I guess so. I'll... She's... She's a blonde she's the lady. most interesting character on that show. And I think, I, I really think that if they're stumping for her yeah. real big, or if they're sending her out for a lot of stuff, I think that her character, because she's also, the thing that's weird for me is that she's forefront in all of the... Yeah, in the marketing. In all the marketing, hmm. which I think just means that whatever is going to happen, she's going to play a key role in it. Yeah. So the context and of this is that... She's going to be like, this show's Khaleesi, kind of, kind of, like, kind of... Well, know. the context she's, of it is that, amazing. so there's, the protagonist of the show is this guy, Ragnar, and it she's his wife. And they have children and all this stuff, but she's a shield maiden, and he's always kind of like, yeah, whatever, you're the mother of my children first, though. And at some point, he divorces her. No, she divorces him. She fucking Oh, that's him. right. She leaves him. Because it's the, the whole thing is that egalitarian aspect, and the, yeah. like, she's like, dude, fuck you. So Because he fucks another woman. Oh, that's right. That's what happened. So he had, he gets remarried, and he has like lots of children with another woman. But he had one boy with her. Yeah, his only son is with her. Mm-hmm. And she's, so meanwhile, she's like, fuck all of y'all. She goes out and becomes a Jarl. Like, she is his equal, and no, everyone is, like, it, she, they're in England right now, and the English Yeah, that's the other thing I saw the advertising, like, oh, now they're going to take all the biggest empire in the world. <laughs> but, yeah. But it's, uh, it's yeah. really, she's a what fun does character. This, this is England is occupied by the Romans or something, right? No. 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 What does this take um, About this seven, like 700, between 800? 700 and 800, probably. Oh, Somewhere okay, in between okay, there. Okay, 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 so, yeah. like, the, the height of rating, it's really interesting because history's doing this, and... There are references dropped to certain things that, like, don't... Like, they're kind of... There's not a lot of written proof about this stuff, except for the hearsay. So they're kind of remixing it a little bit, because, like, they're totally... 
the kings that they're using and stuff like that, like, I feel like not everything is 100% on as to, like, no, I don't think they existed at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. There's maybe a 50-year gap. They're, they're inspired by history. Although, yeah. if yes. they're actually trying to cling to any kind of historical veracity, that kind of that makes me kind of surprised, because so, yeah. so, so few people know anything about Viking history. Well, yeah. You yeah. could just make up everything. You could make up a lot few, of it. Few people would notice. But yeah. uh, my favorite thing, so what happened was, we got season one, and we watched the first couple episodes, and I just kind of lost interest. It didn't yeah. quite get his cooks in me. Fully kept watching, and then season two, we started watching it together again. And season two, it levels up significantly. Yeah. Like, it just starts hitting a certain point. And my favorite thing about the show, and we've talked about this a little in the past, is the way the show deals with faith. Mm-hmm. Because one of the many crises inside the show is, like, you have Christians and Vikings, and how do they get along? And you have one character in particular who was a, um, a monk at Lindisfarne. And gets taken as a slave mm-hmm. and becomes Ragnar's best friend, yeah. essentially. And Ragnar genuinely and truly trusts this man. Frees him. And frees him and like see, and like really respects the hell out of him. And he functions as this intermediary between because the he English can speak both languages. Okay, and the Vikings. Yeah. And yeah. his relationship with Faith is so interesting. Everyone's faith is real. Yeah. What I like about this is that they basically treat faith not in the way that a lot of storytelling does where like faith is kind of viewed from an agnostic perspective where it's like, oh, well, the people believe. Yeah. But in the show, faith is real. Yeah. Odin is real. Christ is real. Like this character has stigmata now. And it's like the way, the way faith is handled in the show is terrifying. And you get the perspective of these characters is that it is not the Christian God of that time is not a kind and loving God necessarily. Like it's Christ, but it's like, it's a fucked up. So faith affects everyone equally though. It's it's not just like, it's not just the faith of the Vikings being the thing. And it's it's hard because that's interesting. It's it's a cool interaction too, between, between the English Christian faith, the early, early English Christian faith and, and this pagan faith and, uh, Eckbert, who's the, the, the main king that they're dealing with, um, and his interest in... Because he basically... He lives in... The castle he lives in is Roman-built. Yeah. And and it's like, during the Dark Ages, they're just like, we're just going to shit... Like, we're just going to push off all of this Roman influence in this mm-hmm. multi-theistic situation, and we're going to go to a monotheistic thing. We're going to go to just God, just Christ, just... And it's... It's interesting because he has all this interest in all this learning. Yeah. And one of the reasons that he's most interested in the the monk character is because he's like, you can read. And yeah. you can read Latin. Yeah. yeah. And you can read Latin, which means you can translate all this shit that I have that I've hidden. Yeah. That, that, that I should have burned because it was like, you know. Pagan. It's good. Like it's, it's really good. The, the, it's really funny though because this season I'm like, oh, you fuckers watched Valhalla Rising too. Because there's like this. Uh, <laughs> That's funny when like you could tell like something like when like, something competing thing like kind of adopts. There's a yeah. weird drug fueled fugue that re- devolves into violence, and I'm like, oh, you also watched. Bullshit, yeah. uh, you watched Valhalla Rising, but That's anyway, it's so good. it's, it's really seen, good. So how far. many episodes have aired? Two. two. I, I well, think three. three have aired, but it just hasn't come to. Is it like a ten episode season? Like it's kind of a shorter they do thing. Shorter like seasons. And what what network does the shit air? It's on, on History Channel. History Channel. Uh, it's yeah. History Channel. Quote unquote. History. Well, the History Channel, like I saw, like history. I guess they were reshowing episodes of In Search of. 
yeah. as a result of like Leonard Nimoy dying and stuff this week. Yeah. And I, I just saw like a lot of like I forgot how History Channel is bonkers these but days. It's, but it's, yeah. what I like about Vikings is the way they deal with the passage of time and these characters aging because mm-hmm. it's not a static show at all. Like time passes and characters age, and the way they do that is opposed as opposed to aging them up or anything. It's little things like the, uh, like they have scars, or they have new tattoos, sense, yeah. and like their hairs change. It's more like they're just becoming more and more battered as time goes yeah. on, which mm-hmm. is great. More and more weathered, which is cool. Good times. Man, anyway. I hope they're not just pimping that one lady out because like she's gonna die or something like that. Like I hope knows? not. It's one of the first okay. things that happens on this season is she goes to their their seer and she says, "When will I die?" Okay. So I kind I hope they're not leading to that because she's, she's a cool really hair cool from the character. screenshots. She's, she's baller. She you will watch the show and you will be like, "Yeah, Lagartha." She's the coolest character. Well, again, going back to this, like this New Yorker writer, I was talking about, like he was writing up this thing about his kids watching Aliens for the first uh-huh. time. Uh, supposedly, all the little boys had a total boner for uh, what's her face, uh, Vasquez. Yeah. <laughs> and supposedly, when she uh, Vasquez gets attacked by the one alien, she kicks its face up with her boot and shoots it in the head yeah. point blank range. Supposedly, one of the kids yelled that uh, swear word out loud and then really apologized. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but he's like, it's obvious that all these little boys have crushes on Vasquez. <laughs> She's the closest. It's funny because watching Aliens, all the kids were like, "This movie's so cliche. It looks like a video game." And like that guy's like, "You guys do realize that like yeah. this started off all this cliche and pretty yeah. much yeah. like all these video games that you're playing are pretty much ripping their stuff off." From yeah. This. And like even one of the kids, he like he explains to the other kids like, "This is from this made 1986. This made the cliches." It's a great hit yeah. just reporting from this group of kids so watching good. Aliens. So yeah. Anyway. Oh, that's so good. But no, I'm glad you guys. Man, who is who is Vasquez's bro? Because there were two of them. I remember the gun rig, and they actually had to use the. Oh camera. God! Yeah, it's 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 the rapist guy from uh, Shawshank Redemption, the big tall blonde guy. Yeah, it's the other guy. He yeah, gets, he gets his face. He gets fucked up with acid. And yeah, yeah, they yeah. Have to leave him behind. And they yeah. were kind of like they were kind of the bros because they had the big heavy guns. We should rewatch it. The smart oh. guns. Yeah, I got the Blu-rays. If you guys oh. want to borrow, you should totally rewatch it. Oh, Aliens! I is fucking... the first, I had never seen any of the Aliens movies until a couple years ago when we watched the well, first that's right, that's three. Right, that's we, yeah. we talked about this on the podcast. How you guys had just started we watched, watching that show. I watched all three for the first time as a like in a row. Yeah, which is a fucking like oh, that's that, a, well, that's, that's a neck breaker. Yeah, well, you watch all of them in a row. It's yeah. even well, even the first one, the, like yeah. even the first any, two, any one movie to the next, like, no matter yeah. where, from three to four, from going to from two to three, like yeah. any okay, like wait, wait, wait. you go, you go Ridley Scott. James Cameron? Yeah. Uh, David, David Fincher. Fincher. And, and then, then uh, uh, what's his name from City of Lost Children? Yeah, yeah. 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 Amelie guy. Yeah. Amelie! Amelie. They got, they Amelie. Someone saw Amelie and said, we need this guy to make alien films. <laughs> we do. And now uh, that they now they got fucking uh fucking uh, District Nine fucking doing that. I know, shit. That's yeah. Later on the Neil Blomkamp. Yeah. So anyway, What's we up? really like Vikings. The only other thing uh, we'll wrap it up, but the only other thing we consumed this week that we got really into is during our drive down to and from Astoria, we started listening to the Adventure Zone, which is I've only heard the first episode. It's the McElroy brothers of Mabim Bam fame. My mother, my brother, my brother, and me um do playing D and D with their dad. Oh, and it is the most charming thing possible. We're so. I hope it gets enjoyed. Not this. the first episode is bad, but Justin McElroy is in such a grumpy mood because it's taking this. <laughs> them so long just to build up the speed like yeah. everyone's rolling their characters he's, like, okay, right, he's right, grumpy right. and then I love that in the next one like in the next one like Griffin's super grumpy because Griffin's yeah. like I have 
I hate this. Like, I hate yeah. just describing fucking things to you. Yeah. I'm not gonna describe the cave to you it's anymore. It's probably these guys are all video game guys, and it's funny that, like, them having to figure out, like, what D&D is for the first well, time. Well, Griffin, like... Griffin's played a lot of D&D. Oh, he has? Oh, okay. Um, uh, uh, Travis plays. Justin has pl- he's played, he's played once, twice. I played one game twice. <laughs> and, um, uh, uh, uh. Dad's never. Yeah, oh, man. See, that he's was DM, the... DMing, right? No, Griffin, Griffin is, is DMing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The dad is just playing, and that was actually the reason why I stopped listening to it, because I'm like, man, I can't handle the McElroy dad. I couldn't do why? it. Why? Just his just No, he's just such a dad. Like, I know that's a okay, very... Well, well, no, that's that's fine. He's such a dad. But now, like, but now I love the fact, because every now and again, Griffin will be like, okay, daddy, what do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> pretty, it's pretty fucking cute. Uh, you do not fuck with Doc McElroy. So <laughs> I... Well, you know, he was a he's a broadcaster and stuff he's yeah. a radio personality yeah. in west virginia yeah. so do they does he broadcast in because i think he and justin are in west virginia they're together every, yeah and everyone else is, is like in skyping. san francisco or whatever yeah, yeah. Oh, okay well um griffin is down in austin okay you could just skype there's no reason yeah. why you couldn't play D&D i don't know where tra- that's how they do mabim bam and uh, oh yeah, I yeah think about that yeah and it's great because uh, travis, travis keeps is. rolling 20s and uh, they're like, no one's there to keep you honest. I know exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no one's there, and he's just like, I'm not gonna lie. You think everyone should have this, like a separate cam just focused on their dice, so like, you can just <laughs> keep great. everyone extra honest, regardless yeah. if it's um, uh, these guys or anyone else. But, but it made us both really sentimental for D and D. We need to get into a D and D game. Yeah, yeah. might be one of those things where you actually do fire up D and D, and then you're like, well, this isn't as funny as if we were fun with the McElroy well, brothers. Yeah, but also it was. It's... I've got the starter kit. If you guys ever yeah, want yeah, this, I bought specifically in case if you guys ever want to borrow to try to like do a thing. Do you or... have the fifth edition? Yeah, that's the, the brand new. Edition. I have here. It's right here. It's the start. You guys can take it home today along with aliens. Man, I've got so much mm-hmm. fucking work to do. Oh, it's Bully got the owlbear. It. It's got an illustration of the goddamn owlbear. Yeah. yeah so yeah. F- so for those of us at home, Foley and I have long talked about having a DD character where we need to find a group where um, I could be just an elven ranger or human ranger, but Foley wants to be an owlbear. <laughs> Because you could like even if you can't find it locally, you could get together on the online Skype. Oh yeah, yeah. Thing. There's yeah. like there's I know a friend, my friend, friend of the podcast, uh, Stephen Heights, does a lot of online D and D. The stuff. best thing is you guys have your own little workstations at home, so you could have have two separate online D and D stations. That, yeah. Like you have your desk, Annie has her desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah, you guys are totally uh, welcome to borrow that. Your sweetheart. Anyway, the Adventure Zone is charming, and I highly recommend it, even for it's folks great. who are not D and D. I got I got I'm super into it, and now I sort of listen to it before I fall asleep. Yeah, Aww. it's like her warm blanket. That's of super. I need to pick up with. I, I kind of fell off the. It's freaking cute. Bam, bam wagon. I need to jump back onto that. But yeah, no. Uh, did you see Justin his video this week from when he was a kid? Mm-mm. He was part of the kids mag. Was yeah, it the kids mag. He used to be part of. Well, he was a media personality when he was a kid in in, <laughs> in West Virginia. We- I think he lives in Wheeling. Uh-huh. I know it's West Virginia. Um. He used to be part of a science fiction TV show called The Time Belt. Yes, I've really? heard of this. Yeah, this yeah. I, you may be able to find episodes on YouTube. It was in, uh, it was at like Wheeling, West Virginia TV series where yeah. he plays a kid who finds a magic time belt that lets him time travel. <laughs> he was the star. When he, <laughs> he was, was like, Doctor Who on the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so I guess there was an also like kids magazine TV show that was kind of like kids news stuff. Uh-huh. And there was a segment they did for the CES winter, no summer mm-hmm. CES in 1992, like CES used yeah. consumer electronics show where they essentially the precursor to E3. Yeah. And so he's hosting a segment where someone else is like another kid is going off to report like this is a this is a Nintendo just came out with a thing called Mario Paint and all this <laughs> other stuff. But it's from like yeah, it's a, it's from Cute. like 23 years ago. It's a baby just McElroy hosting. He's only in there for 30 seconds, but still like. It's great to watch because you're like, that motherfucker is still in video games. He's fucking hardcore. He's right here from 30, like, almost a quarter century ago so reporting cute. on games and he's still essentially doing the same thing. I fucking love Justin. 
Justin McElroy is one of my favorite human beings on the he's, fucking planet. He's, he's, he's a sweet Oh, man. and one last thing before we end the, the, the new stuff. Did you guys hear about the Disneyland auction? No. This happened yesterday. I have the catalog. So Disneyland held a huge auction of just random Disneyland shit. Oh, this is a really nice catalog. From since the beginning of the founding of Disneyland up until uh-huh. recent stuff. Uh-huh. I'm not quite sure why they were selling all the stuff off now, but... Everything from It's a Small World After All puppets to Tiki Room birds. Really? To handmade ceramic ovens that Disney Walt Disney made himself and oh, would wow. give out to people who would visit the park. Wow. Um, yeah, I got the catalog last week. I meant to mention it on the show, but I didn't get a chance to. And the auction was just held yesterday. And pretty much whatever prices you see in that catalog, they pretty, all of everything pretty much sold for triple that. Because there was one, two things where I was like... New Fantasyland. It oh, would man, be nice to have fetish. like a tiki room coaster. Yeah. For like a hundred dollars. Yeah. Ain't nothing. Ain't no fetishes like a Disney fetishes. <laughs> also, they had the auction uh, live online yesterday, so you could watch it. Wow. Oh, interesting. And then watching the prices for all this shit just skyrocket it's out of the blue. It's my wedding dress. Oh yeah, it's your wedding dress. That's it's some so of the Frontierland cool. stuff. I was yeah. totally thinking about you, Annie. Yeah. Yeah. They have bodice. You could have worn a Disneyland bodice. Yep. Frontierland bodice, a you wanted to, yeah. or boots, or you know, yeah, they do yeah. have the cowgirl boots. Yeah. So this is terrible radio because now we're just like looking at a that's, catalog. It's a nice catalog. Uh, that's really rad. We're gonna Kate, take a little Kate break. Craig and that. Yeah, we're gonna take a little break. Then we'll be back for the Geek Week in review. I found a booth, uh, or Disney World, whichever one's in Florida. Yeah, that's Disney. That's Oh, that's right, because you're from Texas and stuff, so mm-hmm. I'm so used to everyone here being in Portland. Everyone's been to Disneyland, never which I've never been to. Yeah. yeah. But, which uh, is part of the reason why I'm fetishizing, like, leering all of this Disneyland stuff. Yeah. Although they do have some Walt Disney World stuff in there, but it's mostly Disney. Oh, so you, were, you were saying. Oh, no. They uh, they had some cells for sale at a few of the booths, and I was like, pawing through it, trying to find a Robin Hood one. No, yeah. Like, Someday I'll get a Robin Hood cell. Someday. Yeah. But I forget, yeah, Disneyland, they would just sell the animated cells just, like, on the on the corner. It's like, oh, yeah. we just got done with Sword in the Stone. You want $5? We'll give you one of these fucking cells. We don't know what the fuck else to do with them. So I guess it's better that than just, like, yeah. washing them and reusing the, the, the acid. Yeah, I mean, they have an extensive archive for all that stuff, but I imagine cells degrade or something like but that. Yeah, you and I have well. always talked about how great it would be had of a job where you're like a Disney archivist, especially mm-hmm. that was your job. That was what I kid. wanted when I was a little kid. I wanted to be a Disney archivist. Yeah. Yep. And now you're uh, uh, a Dragon Age archivist. That's right. Dragon Age Lots. I'm a Dragon Age Lots fan. That's it. <laughs> Good job. Oh, gosh. We just dive right into the Geek Week and read. Sure. Are we recording? What's it? What's it? Yeah, I record. Since I figured we didn't really stop talking about sure, the Geek Week. Sure, we keep stuff. going. Yeah, just keep going. All right, pals. Now for the Geek Week that was. Uh, what a week for the internet. Leonard Nimoy almost got killed by his own cape. No, that's Madonna. Madonna died of smoking. A pair of dresses escaped in Arizona, and what color is that llama? These are all really good jokes, Bill. I like how you started with the death of someone that you love and admire. Oh, did you and see the footage of Madonna? I did yeah. not actually see I, 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 I watched So it. she's on stage, and she's wearing this big cape, 
and she walks up this little st- pair of stairs. Steps, yeah. And somebody's pulling on her cape to obviously try to, like, it's supposed to break it's at the neck or something like off, that. Yeah. It does not break the neck. It just yanks her back down the steps. And it, she, that's a hard that's fall. That's a hard fall. It's, it's hard, hard fall. enough. It preempts us talking about the death of Leonard Nimoy. That's, We're a, like, hard, that's a hard that's fall a hard for fall. a 20-year-old. Yeah. I can't, like, being a 50-something-year-old woman, no matter how fucking fit you are, yeah. you take down, like, you go down, like, four well, fucking four fucking steps. I don't know if you guys ever seen, like, at the end of Rocky and Bullwinkle, they have, a, like, a little <gasps> oh, card. Oh, damn. Yeah. What's up? That is not, I just am watching a gift Well, and you're pulled by the neck, and you have, like, yeah. it looks violent. You've got heels And the whole on. thing is, she's just, like, she was actually really chill about it, because everybody's like, brr, 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 and she was just like, you know what? Um, Versace kind of failed me right there and yeah. someone tied that thing a little too tight. They point out that she only missed like a verse or two of the song. And she got like, me um, fucked back up. She's and a baller. And she's Grum- goddamn Madonna. And a c- friend of the, and sometimes co-host of the podcast, Grumpy Turtle, he's a dancer and he also pointed out uh, there's a black guy dancer right right in the beginning, right in the front of the screen when you see him, when she takes the fall. He, like, yeah, the guy, the motion the guy takes from being in his little dance move to like, like essentially dismounting the stage to go help her is like really elegant enough you it's kind of hard to tell it, if it's part of the performance. Yeah, yeah. like, I had a yeah. really hard time watching I watched it, like, five or six times, like, because it was just Vine. It was just looping. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I had a really hard time telling if he was supposed to be doing that or if he yeah, wasn't. Uh, and he the, totally just saw her out of the periphery and then, like, elegantly... Madonna, you never, you never know quite sure if that may be part of the show or anything from the audience for the moment. You're like, did she die? <laughs> Is she dead? But, yeah, no, at the end of their old Rocky Bullwinkle cartoons, like... There would be a little parade of, of creatures that would walk by, and uh-huh. then a face would fall, and you'd have a guy come out, and he would uh, sweep up all the vase stuff and yeah, the yeah. Whole thing. That's what they did had to do with Madonna. There we go. <laughs> they a good they joke, had to Bill. literally glue her back together. That's a really good joke, Bill. She okay? She shattered into a million pieces. But uh, yeah, but then Lennon Nemo was so horrified by that footage, he died of a heart attack right and there. His last tweet was really baller. I yeah. hope that my final tweet is as dignified and cool. My last tweet will probably be something like Lego. Question mark. Yeah. Well, I was weird that he was just quoting that smoke weed every day song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was all a bunch, a bunch of a bunch of pot smoke, a bunch, a bunch of like oh. a, a blunt emojis. Bill, oh. I can tell. <laughs> how broken up? He how died. Up? You're right. How many fucking? And jokes then, well, that that, that 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 was the last tweet he sent before he tried to rob that bank, and then get shot down. <laughs> Uh, Leonard Nimoy is out of fucking Bill, mind. Bill, you have 30 more seconds to say anything about Leonard Nimoy before I change <laughs> oh, okay, the subject. Okay, so Leonard Nimoy, he died. Um, I know you don't care that much, Danny. Not that, well, you, no, not that, not that Andy thought he had it coming. <laughs> it's not your Leonard I, Nimoy's Leonard nemesis. Nimoy does not have the emotional impact on me that he does on y'all, but he always seemed like a cool and solid guy. He did refer to him as Leonard Nemesis. <laughs> Every time. He, uh, he, you know, whereas Shatner kind of doubled down on Shatnerness. Yeah, kind of being, yeah. Leonard Nimoy, even when he was doing dumb shit, always had a weird kind of dignity to him. Man, he was great. And a good in... humor and dignity. Wait a minute, hold on, I'm getting there. French? Was he in French? French, yeah. yeah. Which I never got that French. far into that, Man, yeah. Did you guys finish French? No. Okay, because I know he shows up later on. He's amazing. Yeah. When he does show up, he's amazing. Because you remember he plays Walter's um, Oh, yeah, cohort. yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's phenomenal in it. Yeah. Yeah, that and... guy did tweet, thank God he's dead. Dude's got okay. William Bell or whatever. Yeah. Dude's got gravitas. Yeah. Like he really does. And, yeah. And, and, but he yeah. had like good humor to him, and like yeah. he always like there was the one time on Twitter he was like it, where someone asked him if he would be their grandfather. He's like I'll be all your grandfather. Well, that's the funny thing because on Twitter I don't know if he was actually typing in the stuff, ty- yeah. actually typing the tweets, but it was actually him behind the tweets. Yeah. Like responding to people because it was his yeah. sense of humor and stuff. He obviously didn't just have a PR yeah. team working for him, and he was selling his own little prints. And like I took yeah. a photo of these nudes. Yeah. I will sign it for you. And they signed off everything live long and prosper. Yeah. He's a cool 
you see him, like, he was a cool guy. young guy too. And Foley being like, yeah, she's the other big Star Trek nerd on the podcast. So yeah, that's it's sad. sad. It's Swimming with whales and being indignant. Well, that's even like, in terms man. of Star Trek, he was one of the biggest things in Star Trek. Uh, like behind the scenes on Star yeah. Trek, yeah. he was one of the most important figures because he essentially kept Star Trek alive between the failure that was Star Trek the Motion Picture and Star Trek the Next Generation because. Yeah. He was the one who uh, cooked up uh, Star Trek two and three, yeah. or uh, Star Trek three and four, and it was the success of Star Trek four specifically, which he c- came up with the whole idea for and directed. Yeah. Yeah. That that was that became by far the biggest, uh, most successful Star Trek movie of all time, and that the momentum from that is what gave Gene Roddenberry the ability to make Star Trek: The Next yeah. Generation and kept Star Trek essentially rolling for like for the last 30 years after and I that. feel like I feel like it had it had an enormous amount to do with his warmth and just yeah. his character and who he was as a person he was one of the rare um, celebrities that no one ever had any bad stories about yeah. like no. I no mean, he, fucking, or he fucking like like stumped into when he found out that uh, Nichelle Nichols was not making the same amount of money on the show yeah. um, on the original show as as the rest of the guys were mm-hmm. like when he found that out which is information you shouldn't have yeah but when he found that out he went up to the front office and he corrected it yeah. You know, because he's like, no, why? this is an ensemble cast. I don't understand what the problem is. And he was an interesting guy, too, because, like, when he would be, get asked to be, come back as Spock for different things, he would he would object if the writing wasn't, like, didn't give Spock something Spock to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why he never showed up. Like, he was supposed to cameo in the first Star Trek Next Generation movie. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, there's nothing here. Spock's not actually doing it in the plot that's... That Spock like, and some people would think that like that was him just like trying to get a bigger part or something yeah. like that. And he's no. like, no, I don't want a bigger part or more stuff to do. I just want if Spock's gonna be there, he's so protective there should of be the a character. He, there should be yeah a reason why Spock is there, yeah. not just to show up as Spock, but like. And he pointed out that like the way the script is written, anyone who could be saying these lines, and it doesn't matter if it's Spock or anyone else, yeah. which is funny because they replace him with Chekhov. And like, and with the most of the same dialogue, and so yeah. it doesn't matter. He approved him right. Yeah, and like no one ever really, you know, yeah. it, it didn't matter anyway. But which is when he showed up in in the the Abram stuff. Um, That's was... kind of the bummer that the last thing he ever did was Star Trek Into Darkness. But, well, yeah, it also is kind of sucks because it leaves Spock. It kind of leaves Spock at a real dead end, mm-hmm. where he ends up accidentally blowing up like Vulcan and yeah. Romulus and like stuck in this alternate reality that yeah. like he's just all alone and it's real bummer too because next year is the 50th anniversary of Star Trek no. and I'm sure they would have done something with Shatner and Nimoy together but now mm. it's gonna be all you know what D- but dude dude seemed to have a good life yeah, yeah no and that's and yeah he congratulations long. to him and he prospered and he prospered yeah he yeah. just seems like there's, there's something to be said for just living a life of positivity there, there are very few like celebrities like my, like that that generally seem to be just kind of peaceful sweet kind souls yeah, yeah. and like he did weird dumb shit and didn't really care and like like he did this weird nerd thing that like a lot of people might have resented or recoiled from, and but and he in the end he was just kind of like yeah yeah he was comfortable in his own yeah. skin. Yeah. And then he also did do terrible poetry and terrible songs and stuff Bless like that. Him. Him. One of the last things he ever did was like he did like car commercials, making fun of his own Bilbo Baggins song yeah. and all kinds of stuff like that. Mm. And but yeah, he died in his old in his own bed at the yeah. age of eighty three, loved by the entire world. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, good good on you. Oh, you're fella. awesome. So uh, yes, also on the internet this week as well noted uh, the craziness with the dress and the llamas so i was traveling on the day of both the llama there was, this there was not a lot of context as it was all the stuff was breaking online so <laughs> well, it was like it seemed like the internet had clicked with exactly. lost its fucking mind. i just yeah. kind of so 
one plane lands and I hop on Twitter and there's just everybody fucking talking about llamas. I'm like, what the hell? I didn't really have enough time before I had to turn off my phone to conserve my battery. I land. I'm like, well, as soon as the ne- this plane lands, then I'll be able to go read it. And there's just fucking wall of dress <laughs> tweets, like unrelenting so, dress yeah, in tweets. in the morning, it just started off with everyone, llama, llama, llama. Oh my God, hope the llama's doing okay. It was <laughs> yeah. no one actually explaining what the llama shit yeah. was about. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until at the sh- like it was half an hour going in, I saw somebody finally retweet, oh yeah, llamas es- escaped in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> and then later on that afternoon with the dress shit, everyone just started yard yelling like, white, gold, black, blue. Okay, Bill. Now I have to ask. Yeah. What color is the dress? It's fucking black and blue. Because my um, argument is... No, don't sigh. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> well, also, you know what? This is the most important. There were at least three different photo minutes of that photo going around. Yeah. So yeah. some people were objectively looking at different photos, one of which totally made it look like a white and blue. Okay, but Annie and... Uh, so Kate and Annie both saw blue and black. Yeah. Emily and I both saw white and gold and cannot see the other. I remember seeing... I don't... I don't... Kate came around and now can see both. I can well, only see fuck I, under- <laughs> I objectively understand why people would think, like, the original photo, what is supposed to be the original undoctored photo, I can understand why people would parse it as white and gold, mm-hmm. just in shadow. Yeah. But... Man, I, that's I, when, I, when I saw the first photo going around. I'm like, is are people fucking with me? Because <laughs> I'm like, too, like where is you don't even see any white in this photo on the dress? It's obviously, and what people are like, and then other people will be like, there's such a thing as, as blue shadows. But the light in that room is a it's a yellow light. It would not cast that kind of blue shadow, and also it was a did shadow you, would not like be that uniform. Did you see the vine that was floating around though of? A white and gold dress, and then a blue and black dress, no. and then it was just like they would just pull it away from the light source, and it would turn from one to the other. Oh god! There's this no. amazing vine floating around that was just visual, like showing, like this is literally what is happening. But I, this is fueled mostly by people like me and Annie, seeing tweets from people like you going like, "How the fuck do you even see what? Like what? Like how? Like there's not even any." And then light. and then and then it just it just like we were driving and it's uh, and, and it's kind of talking to Annie like what Friday morning or something uh-huh. and it just feeds into my yeah it's like this feeds into your inferiority complex because right? <laughs> I'm in the minority and I'm like I can't see the other you're thing. not in the minority did you see the poll no. that was attached to that dress seventy five percent saw white and gold which that was the first post I saw yeah. and I'm like <laughs> well well okay. <laughs> What is happening? Is this my what, when, when I talk to the doctors, is this gonna be the first thing I have to explain to them? Like, I that dress thing. Black. I thought, like, yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, like, there's something wrong with me. So, as, no. as much as you might have a complex, I thought I was physiologically no, falling apart. No, because I did too. Because yeah. I'm like, like, man, when I look at, like, watercolor, like, I know that I'm picking Prussian blue. Like, I'm well, not an idiot. Yeah, like, and that's a thing. I see plays cobalt. On, it I plays see... into the thing. Does, uh, you know, because what, what if everyone else sees the different colors? Or what, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, and Emily, like, so I emailed Emily because <laughs> Andy and Kate were being fucking the worst. <laughs> And, 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 and I was just like, they're like, how can you see that? And I email um, Emily and she's just like, no, yeah, I felt like people were screwing with me because I just, I can't, I can't. And then, Aww. and then I'm just, I'm just sitting there going, well, what does that mean? That's, that's, that's so about you is that your, your first thought was how, do, what defect does this reveal well, in my no, I just want to know what it means. Like, I know that I have weird vision from uh, drawing from, from such a young age. Yeah. Uh, I, I, magic eyes don't work. I can't make magic eyes yeah, work. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because I have monocular vision. I can 
focus on something with one eye and it's in focus, and then the other eye I can focus on something that's further away from it and it's mm. also in focus. That's why you're my such eyes, a good sniper. My baby. eyes that might actually be why I'm really good at shooting. Um, but my eyes don't. They work together, but they can also work independently. Yeah. yeah. And my optometrist is like, that's fucking weird. It's like that's weird. You don't see that very often. Oh, so internet. what the hell else is wrong with my eyeball? Well, Can we just say like, this is social media and it's best because it's yeah, so really funny. a social like everyone yeah, freaking yeah. out together. Yeah, yeah, like what was the thing about like that? This is the most America's ever talked about color. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like ooh. Can we just say though that the brands all hopped on it the oh, next day and it was the most revolting thing. Yeah, it, was gross. it was just nauseating. It was gross. Oh my god. Oh, I did get a shitload of retweets because I posted a photo. I just took a picture of the llamas and put them in, in black and gold and red and you know dresses. <laughs> yeah. And then they said, "This is to today, to the internet today in a nutshell," and that got retweeted like a motherfucker. But good job. Yeah, I don't even. You know what? I've never actually seen the footage of the llamas escaping. Mm-hmm. I just heard people talk about it, and they're, I don't even need to go back and actually. You don't. Yeah. You don't. You don't. They're really yeah. cute. So, and uh, of course, the jo- other joke that everyone was making about this was, "What a good use of our new, newly official net neutrality." Yeah, <laughs> that's what it all happened the same day. Yeah. So it seemed like the internet yeah. had a collective party as a result of <laughs> net neutrality. All right. so. Bless. Oh bless. my God! So what? The FCC what officially they, reclassified they, yeah. as a utility. So you can't can't fuck with it as a utility. It's a basic thing everyone needs. Yeah. So it can't be part. Can't be chopped up and so sold. no more. The, like the fear of like a gateway internet, or it's like you have to pay more to access Google, or pay more to access Tumblr, or get a packet like you do with cable. Like they officially yeah. just like nope. Yeah, internet because that internet I mean like like internet. what like Comcast was forcing Netflix to pay extra. Yeah. So yeah. they so like. Net- Which is ridiculous. Comcast was throttling Netflix, essentially mm-hmm. slowing down all Netflix traffic and saying, hey, we're not going to ramp this up back up to normal speed unless you pay us more. It was just no technical reason they even yeah. put forward. They just said, we want more money. Yeah. Like, yeah Which is just... hilarious because we have the, don't we have some of the slowest internet in the exactly. world? Exactly. That's yeah. the other thing as far as an interest. So hopefully maybe as a utility yeah. that will give the government more uh, justification for actually like, like backing the internet as like a public utility that needs yeah. like better infrastructure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rather than just being like this purely commercial thing, it's a, yeah. now it's a utility. It's like roads yeah. or like the electrical grid. Yeah, like it's something that needs to be bolstered or something yeah. like that. So hopefully this is something... so fascinating because this it's rare that big corporate doesn't win. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Verizon's snotty fucking letter about this? About no. how they put out a press release in Morse code. The joke being, oh, the FCC believes like. Things should stay like it was in the 1930s, and, and things should like, evolve. God. And it was just them like they're they're attacking companies, and they're trying Whatever. to keep things in the way it was. Whatever. When technology should be allowed to evolve. Fuck. And fuck, all this. Fuck and, a company like Comcast and Verizon, where they're fucking how much money they make mm-hmm. is like hand over fist because well, and because also, once the because they're not dying. Once the infrastructure's there, yeah, you just make. Profit, yeah, because it's pure like profit. okay, yeah, you maybe you make it a little better, or maybe you run new lines. I'm sorry, I still can't answer my fucking phone at my house. Yeah, Verizon, thank you, but like it's pure profit. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Yeah, but also, how dare they imply that the gate. Morse. Like, or that, 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 that any of the things that were proposed, like, if net neutrality didn't come through, is an evolution. What well, a yeah, it's an evolution of shit. making money. Ugh. Yeah. And, like, they, yeah, like, they, they, they could not even back up any of their claims about yeah. That like there was no technological reason why they would yeah. have to do anything. Yeah. They were just they were just being bitchy because they it's just money on the table that they they, they can't get to. No, anymore. it was only yeah. a three to two uh, vote. So I know that's, that's too close because yeah. that's and it's a long party line. So it's yeah. like it's a three to two vote. So to to be to be a a a, a person who's like 
fucking vote, people. Yeah. <laughs> fucking vote so that your so that your shit gets heard so that you know that's no. not a three to two vote in the other direction. Exactly. Jesus Christ. But at least it passed. So it at passed. least that's, you're right in that, that that is actually kind of surprising in this day and age where the companies get to do anything they want yeah. more and more. That is exactly. a surprising victory. But... Yeah. Uh, in other news, speaking of Star Trek, Maurice Hurley, the creator of the Borg and the asshole who chased Gates McFadden off of Star Trek <gasps> Next Generation, is dead. So I don't know if I've talked about this before on the podcast, but yeah, Maurice Hurley, he was uh, drinking buddies with uh, Gene Roddenberry and mm-hmm. one of the writers on the first two seasons of Star Trek. I had a total boner for Gates McFadden and kept mm-hmm. on sexually Captain harassing her ah! for the whole first two seasons of the show Poor until lady, she man. decided I need to, well no first season because she left her in the second season that's what it was and so when he left after that first second season uh, that yes I got gotcha. me have small stroke mm-hmm. <laughs> you can you can see why I need to talk to the doctors about <laughs> what colors I thought that dress was black and white but yeah uh, so yeah when he uh, left the show after the second season that's when she came back well good mm-hmm. essentially and so uh, it sounds like he was a real fucking piece of shit. Uh, but yeah, uh, while he was there, he did invent. He wrote the first episode the Borg showed up in. Well, not the big best of both worlds thing, but no, there was no, an episode no, where amazing. like Hughes throws the Enterprise into Borg space, yeah. and that's yeah. when they first encounter the Is Borg. Is he wearing that sweet hat? <laughs> that big chest hat. I think he's wearing. I think he's wearing <laughs> that big chest hat. He's he's, man, you watch okay. that shit. It's okay. feel like. Whoopi Goldberg, they they just spray painted a different color and gave it to Whoopi later. So that was the one that was ridiculous. Costumes and anything. <laughs> what the ever? He's got like little fuck. opera gloves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Star Trek. Uh, I guess that's what you know. He looked goddamn Orlesian. If you think yeah, about it, yes. it's like it's like all of the stuff oh that just God. reminds me of costumes that that Kim's yep. worn. On. Yep. So Maurice Hurley, oh he did. Thank God. So at least mm. you know we got a morning. Leonard Nimoy. We can Leonard Nimoy. We mm-hmm. can forget about the other guy. We could literally take a sh- uh, shit on that guy's grave later on this week. <laughs> if we wanted to. You guys want to run a truck? Like, Dude, where do you live? We're at Geith McFadden's names and poop on his grave. <laughs> I don't think she wants that. <laughs> yeah, I think she's take fine. Take a photo and tweet it to her. No, 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 no. Aren't she, you happy? And she's, she's me. She, isn't she really active on social media? Yeah, she's like, she's always like, she loves to take photos of her action figure. Yeah, doing shit. Just doing shit. I think she, she she's fucking adorable. Geith McFadden seems awesome. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Oh man, once Star Trek Next Generation people start dying, that's when I'm oh, gonna man. be like, ugh, ugh. Mm. Wow, wow, Sony. What else? Uh, this is interesting because I've had such a fucking busy week. I've genuinely not been on the internet much, so I'm just like, what is this? What? Turns out the guy who crashed his car on the way to kill Brianna Wu was just trolling. So did you hear about the first part where this guy no. crashed his car? So a couple of weeks ago, there was a vi- uh, somebody uploaded a video online uh-huh. of his car overturned on the side of the hard highway, obviously crashed and fucked up, and kicking and screaming about how he was on his way to kill Brianna Wu when she somehow manipulated events to make him crash his car so sure. he won't be able to kill Brianna Wu. What? And he had had this long campaign of harassing her before this ever happened, just being a total, like, fucking crazy gamer gator. Okay. It came out this week that this guy's a comedian and it was all just a joke. That it was just, like, some kind of, like, oh! Meta my, my meta artistic... Co- it never... Can I just say that... Have we ever had an experience of someone who, like, as a joke, like, who could gaslight everybody as a joke... And goes to the extreme to prove something that ever actually is funny or pays off in any way. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, Gamergator got so pissed off at him for giving them, like, a bad name. Yeah. That they started doxing him and started going after him. <laughs> and then he started complaining about how fucked up it was that Gamergator was harassing him. <laughs> and so it was total just I like fucking... Yeah. You keep saying Gamergator? I'm imagining, like, a Hanna-Barbera character yeah. who's, like, an alligator. G- like, Gamergator. Gamer-gator. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, no, this yeah. I can't remember the guy's name, but it's just like it's not worth guy. it. It's not worth Don't it. Don't remember it. it. Just... Strike it from your memory. Oh, uh, internet. Fuck this guy. Fuck all this. I'm gonna shit on his grave with Gates McFadden's name. Cool. And, and poop. <laughs> yes. The new Pee Wee Herman movie, Pee Wee's Big Holiday, will premiere on Netflix sometime later this year. It'll be produced by Jetta Patow, written by one of the Comedy Bang Bang guys, and directed by Broad City Inside Amy Schumer, dude. Oh, uh, yeah, just uh, Pee Wee. Uh, new Pee Wee. That's new Pee Wee. There, I mean, people forget that they made a second Pee Wee Herman movie. It Did was they? fucking terrible. Pig Top Pee Wee. Yes, yeah. I remember this. Big Top Pee It's not the worst movie ever yeah. made, but no. like so much of what Pee Wee's Big Adventure was, yeah. it's Tim Burton. And, and actually, yeah. people forget that like that movie was written by, oh my God, who's the guy from Saturday Night Live? His name just fell out of my head. He played Gigi on Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh, Kiki. Phil Hartman. Kiki. Yeah, Phil Hartman. <laughs> Phil Hartman wrote the original? Wrote, he was part of uh, Pee Wee Herman's original troupe. Oh, I didn't like, know Like, the original Pee Wee Herman stage show, Phil Hartman shows up as, like, this crusty old pirate captain yeah. and stuff. And he was a big part of, like, the like from a writing perspective. That, no what's idea. his face came up with the character? The guy yeah, from Paul Pumps? Rubens? Yeah, Paul yeah Rubens, but, like, yeah. the writing was actually, a lot of the heavy lifting was done by Phil Hartman. I had no idea. And so, without that creative team, well, I mean, not to say this is guaranteed to be better. Oh, sure, like this, but it's different. But this is going to be another interpretation of Pee Wee. Exactly. Because, yeah, Paul huh. Rubens is not necessarily the creative force behind like right. these movie Interesting. projects was Phil Hartman like... involved in Big Top Pee Wee no not at all it was a, a different writer different director and huh. everything like that and that movie Pee-wee's turned out to be pretty adventure. bad but Pee Wee's Big, Big Adventure one of my favorite comedies of all time that movie yeah. is so fucking stupid it's pretty dumb man speaking of so fucking stupid that reminds me of we are now caught up on Broad City this season like had this one episode that was the pegging episode that was transcendently funny yeah and so good and I think they may have blown the curve for the rest of the season Possibly. last week I don't you might need to take a break for a couple weeks and come Maybe. back with fresh last, eyes last yeah. week was was weird but anything that involved Hannibal Burris yeah yeah Lincoln and Jaime Lincoln and Jaime being Jaime, being, being best friends that was that was all phenomenal that, that was, was so really good. good oh so did you show the thing about Palomar of course I chose the moment yeah Bill. No, I didn't hear the words you said because your mouth was bah, bah, full bah, bah. of breakfast you guys, have, you guys have read Palomar, the Love and Rockets uh, Hernandez Brothers comic that got like... No. Some kid checked it out of his local high school library and his mom saw it and thinks it's child pornography and now they're trying to get it banned. Oh, I heard of the drama of someone that's, found a comic at a library. That's all it was. I don't know if you guys... I didn't know that was the comic that it was. So, yeah, it's a, just another comic to try to get banned. So. I'm going to let Bill finish chewing and swallow and read the next note on the Geek Week in Review. Do it. New DuckTales. It'll debut yeah. on the Disney Channel in 2017. Yeah. I didn't hear about this. Yeah, no, they announced a whole bunch of new cartoons are coming back. Yeah, uh, they did not say who's making it, if it's going to be CGI, if it's going to be hand-drawn or anything like that. But it's going to be, it's it's all the old same characters. And they're all in their 30s. It's gyro gearless. Yeah, it actually takes place three years later. Scrooge McDuck is like almost corpsified. Oh, interesting. They have to take him out of deep freeze for every adventure. <laughs> Otherwise, he would be dead. Uh, apparently, uh, Netflix announced reboots of Inspector Gadget and Danger Mouse, uh-huh. on the heels of which, yeah, Disney XD will be airing DuckTales in 2017. Yeah. Interesting. It'll become available as part of the, oh, wait, no, that the new animated comedy is based on the original, will be available as part of the Disney Afternoon block of cat- cartoons that airs daily. So it's even in the context of a Disney, Disney Did they actually say Disney Afternoon? Yeah. Could they be bringing, man, bringing back the Disney Afternoon. Yeah. Oh man! You know, I wonder they had to sell all their shit to do it though. <laughs> that's right. That's why they had this auction. <laughs> straight up, straight up, sell well, all their shit. With money. so many of the big cartoons right now aimed at adults. 
Mm-hmm. Would the Disney afternoon, would it actually be aimed legitimately aimed at kids? Or would it be kind of like Adventure Time where it's like... Kids don't give a shit about things on the TV. They don't... What, what that's what actual I'm saying. TV shows do kids Would their smartest take blocks. would be to essentially yeah. saying, hey, we're essentially making cartoons for everyone who just grew up again. Well, if they're, like, if they're smart, it's going to be like fucking My Little Pony. Where it's like, it's for, quote unquote, but it's that's got what I'm this, saying, like... Yeah. Yeah. In fact, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if My Little Pony as much as anything else kind of, yeah. like, yeah, kind of is informing. If they're smart, that it'll inform... Yeah. Oh, fuck. That actually made me more interested thinking Wouldn't about that. Wouldn't it be that. great if DuckTales is aimed for 11-year-old boys, but it's all, like, the 35-year-old women <laughs> take it and aggressively sexualize it? What? So yeah. what's yeah. Yeah. Would it be? We're gonna fuck That's those ducks. duck, right? Mm. Yeah, he can, He's he can rich. swim. He can swim in my, uh... My penny uh, river. My, <laughs> river. <laughs> I can't remember the fucking He's gonna be so called. sexy. Who would be the sexiest? It was Polly Ho- Ho- Paul Hollywood plays. Paul Hollywood plays. I don't know. Would this one of the ducks have blue eyes? Oh, oh so, so I did... Have you guys watched the uh, Great British Rake Off Masterclass episode? Yes. Yeah, they're really good. We yeah. started watching them this I week. Really and you actually get to see those guys cook? Yeah. Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry? I love it's them charming. giving shit and she, like, makes him do things for yeah, her. Yeah, well, It's so good. He's so messy. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's funny that watching them snipe, but like, it's funny to see him like metrosexual shirts and stuff, like cooking and stuff, and like look at something on there and kind of Man, and, off like and, some yeah. of, some of his like honestly some of his like cooking and mixing and like mm-hmm. his techniques are really interesting. Uh huh. And you watch him, you're just like, cause like, and she even goes like, why are you doing it that way? Yeah. And he's like, cause it's faster. Yeah. Like when he makes when he makes ciabatta, did you watch that one? Not yet. Okay, so like, there's a thing. We just watched the first episode. If you watch him, like, cause the ciabatta loaves were one of the uh-huh. hello great british bake-off we're yes. talking about it again <laughs> Sorry, is really hard to make because yeah. you don't want to touch it a whole bunch yeah the whole way he does it you're just like man that is that is so easy mm-hmm. deceptively simple but everybody just like like punched at it too much yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and 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 it's just yeah what's funny because she's older and arthritic and so she's very gentle with how she does well, stuff. and also and he's she... all big and burly and like we're gonna go to a whip and stuff yeah. together and her context she was never a professional cook like she she did writing and stuff yeah. so she was never cook it's very different to cook for like food for sale because it's all about efficiency yeah. and speed yeah. and maximizing your labor and general so. hunkiness and just being a beautiful stallion <laughs> Uh, oh. New Inspector Gadget is Bill had noted the things that I also read. Shame on me for skipping ahead. This will debut this month. What? Yeah. Also Netflix with remakes of Care Bears, Danger Mouse, The Magic School Bus, and the freaking Popples also on Do you actually remember the Popples? Yeah. Was the Popples the one that kind of looked like um, Care Bears They're and Gummy colored. Bears and together? The dolls you can and there was them like out. the bee lion guy. Were those the, the I Popples? Think those yes. Were the, those yes. may have been the Wuzzles. No, I think those were <laughs> no, I think the Popples were I dolls that right. turned Inside Out? Yeah, Popples are pink. I would move this, but the last week no, I did okay, this, and yeah. I, I almost fucked Don't do it. I also have the internet. She has the internet. It's fine. Yeah, the Popples, you'll recognize the Popples. If you, you Could you roll them inside out? Oh, they okay, like they had balls. the heart ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah. yeah I can't yeah. believe I remember I the think Wuzzles. I'm thinking balls. of the Wuzzles, you're correct. But it's yeah. interesting that they're specifically bringing back, no. well, the Magic, Magic School Bus is recent, but Danger Mouse, Care Bears, all this, like, 80s stuff, totally yeah. geared towards people my age. So I wonder if they really, like, you got like, all these companies. Remember, they're trying to, like, make you docile again. <laughs> Which, they already, they already did that with Star Wars. How much more docile <laughs> exactly. can I be? 
Oh my god. Uh, calm down, calm down, Billy. Billy. <laughs> Drink your milk. Drink your pop, 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 pop culture milk. Uh, Fast and Furious DLC is coming for Forza Horizon 2. Really? It'll add 11 new cars and okay. ludicrous to the <laughs> yeah, game. Ludicrous. It'll also be available as a free standalone game for okay. a limited time while Final Fantasy 7 is out. Fast in a and month. Furious 7. Oh, Fast and Furious 7. If you strike FF7, it turns <laughs> out my you brain seen, says Man, Final the cutscenes for FF7 look fantastic. <laughs> um. Which well, they actually did have to really replace Paul Walker with a little polygonal muted little character. Oh, Bill. But yeah, no, he got Fast and Furious. Forza, man, you know what? One of these days, we're gonna have, you're gonna have to let me borrow your PlayStation Four with the install of the Order on it. Uh-huh. I'll give you guys the Xbox with Fast and Furious DLC. <laughs> there we go. Oh, I'm sorry, you guys still have not seen any of the Fast and Furious movies. Fully seen most of them. I've. I don't want to talk it up too much because they're not that good, but they are surprisingly they're, not terrible. They're not. They're they're not terrible. We watched like the first two. Yeah, I tried the first one. I just couldn't. Well, like, and then fuck this movie. And then I, it got to I the love, point, it got to the point where um where we were like okay well we'll watch the next one but then we couldn't rent it. Yeah, and we I had to like, buy was, it. And I was yeah. like, mm. yeah, it was like a weirdly gated digital thing. I'm like, I just if you guys get bored, yeah, check out the sex you know six one. It's got you know the Rock and Gina Carano. Mm, she's do. not doing as much as you guys nearly want her to. Well, but like, no, but I do love the Rock. Yeah, and the Rock's fucking hilarious. And I think he comes out. He, I think he's, he's big, in the new one too. He is. How yeah. you doing? As is Jason Statham. That's, that's, sh- that's which fine. if was, you had seen the, the last one before did the, they build him up as the big bad that's or the something? big secret reveal at the end um, of the uh, the first is, one is like Jason oh Sta- shit Jason yeah there was a trailer Sta- for also Kurt Russell is in the new one yeah there was a trailer for it before Jupiter Rising and we went to go see or excuse me Jupiter Ascending and we saw it at um an IMAX theater so it was like oh, fucking shit. giant like fucking giant Kurt did Russell you, giant Jason Statham not the Kurt Russell part but the Jason Statham you get a little aroused hey see this I don't like cars and I don't care for any of the actors in this stuff and the rock is fine but, like, if I like it that much, that's why I'm like, you, this is, should be more of you guys out. Like, not that you guys are total car house. Full, mm-hmm. you're more of a car I, house. I, I, I've heard like, that it has I enjoy, enough, this, I enjoy the stunts. I've like, heard that it has yeah, exactly, yeah. enough of a mythology that it's worth watching them all. Which, I've only seen a couple of movies, so, yeah, okay. I don't even yeah. understand the mythology so much. So. Because, like, so you have the first two movies, and then there's the third Weird one. Weird Tokyo Drift one. And supposedly every movie after the third one is a prequel leading up to the third one. Because, actually, the finale of the last Fast and Furious movie is the beginning of the third <laughs> Fast of the Future. It's a the end. Man, that, that makes that joke in the the last Parks and Rec episode make a lot more more sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, because like Fast yeah. and Furious. Yeah. Fast and the Furious, Tokyo, Fast and Furious 10, Tokyo Drift 3. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. Um, the, uh, um... Oh, oh the other trailer they showed before uh, uh, fucking um, uh, Jupiter Ascending was the new Terminator movie. No, it looked really fun. Was it a different trailer or something? I, I saw there was one trailer that came out. Was it the one that ends with Arnold Schwarzenegger like skydiving into a helicopter? That happened like, oh, yes. Yeah. It was actually. He's like, I'll be back. It was really fun. I was like watching this. I'm like, you know what? If this is actually a, a just a dumb shit Terminator movie, because we watched Salvation and it was just so relentlessly grimdark that we were both like, yeah, hey, jerk off motion. Wow. But it, this like looks like it so also, ridiculously it fun. It also had not Channing Tatum in it. Well, and it has yeah, and it That's has just... uh, it has a chick. Sarah Connor seems to be like a major character. In this it's one. another Game of Thrones actress playing Sarah Connor. This again. rad broad. Who is? Like, it's Khaleesi. It's, is uh, that her? Yeah, that's that's her, oh, this is her first okay, big movie that's thing. Really, that's also really interesting After because uh, Cersei Lannister, yeah, yeah, she used yeah that. Well, that's the joke everyone's like, who's like like they're gonna get like Sansa Stark is gonna play yeah, it. like when they reboot the series a third yeah. time. And um, I like her. So yeah, the new one it it's looks really charming. It's old wrinkly Arnold Schwarzenegger, which actually looks kind of. 
was sitting there, she was like, no, it makes sense because the ro- his robo-core is solid, but the skin is failing. He's got human flesh that's going to age. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, then there's supposed to be a CGI young Schwarzenegger. Yes, you see that a little bit in the trailer. And Doctor Who's supposed to be a major secret character in the movie. Yeah. No one's saying, well, what he's supposed to be. I don't I, think he's been in the trailer. Matt Smith? Matt Smith, yeah. My Doctor Who? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I have to admit, real now. Seeing, I know exactly, yeah. seeing that trailer... In IMAX, that comes out soon. made me want to go see that movie. You in got IMAX. that and a Mad Max coming out in the next couple months. Yeah, oh, I, I will go see all these dumb. I'm just see she has a robot. Just, yeah, I didn't yeah. realize. I'm that. really fucking excited about it. This should, fun, this should be a fun year at the movies. Uh, and oh, I'm oh glad God. that I started with Jupiter, Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, that's that a good sets, way to kick it off. Yeah, that's the palate <laughs> cleanser I needed. Um, uh, Hyrule Warriors Kuko DLC. So yeah, Hyrule Warriors. Is like kind of the big action game for the Wii U, yeah. like Zelda stuff, where you're just like yeah. going around like fighting entire armies of bad guys. Uh-huh. Uh, they announced the last bit of DLC coming out for the game lets you play as a giant chicken. <laughs> that you can lay eggs and like make baby chickens go out and fight everybody. And you, it is like a giant 15 foot tall chicken, and you just walk around rah, 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 stomping off people and like barking like amazing. it's fucking so cuckoos in uh, chickens. They call them cuckoos in the Zelda games. Yeah, like they they hate Link. They'll always attack him if, yeah. he, if he attacks them. Yeah, and so yeah, just like just <laughs> a giant fucking chicken That's killing beautiful. The the, the 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 YouTube trailer for it is fucking amazing. Oh. Yeah. oh. Uh, Universal has optioned Sex Criminals for TV show. Sex Criminals being the comic that I just started reading mm-hmm. that Annie does not like very much. I, I, I should give another have shot. Have you read this fully? I read Sex the first Criminals? issue and it was not my read, jam. Yeah, yeah. Sex, I just was there. That's the thing where, like, where, uh, it's a couple who uh, they can stop time but when they have orgasms and they use that power to rob banks. That's I mean, the, it's a great pitch. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, a great, that's, that's I can see it being a fun TV series. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a tiny orgasm, though. A little yeah. death? Does it only stop? No, I mean, like, like a not good one. Like, <laughs> if you're, it's like, like a one. Like what a happens one. if you're on an airplane next to a sexy guy reading? <laughs> Fuck you. It's like, <laughs> then the airplane's going to drop out of the air. That's right. Time just stops. It doesn't, like, mean that. It doesn't mean, like, everything around you is frozen. Time is actually stops and you're active, right? Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Neil Blomkamp's Alien movie will be a direct sequel to Aliens, but may or may not ignore Alien 3. Interesting. Yeah, he and Sigourney Weaver have waffled back and forth because since the news broke last week that he is doing an Aliens yeah. mo- Alien mm-hmm. movie, uh, they've gone both, both of them have gone back and forth as to whether or not it will be a direct sequel to Alien. He says, it, regardless, it will be a direct sequel to Aliens, yeah. but yeah. whether or not it will actually... Uh, Essentially, nuke Alien Three and Four from the canon yeah. is he keeps on going back and forth about Didn't that. Didn't Neil was it Blumkamp who was posting all the rejected art to Twitter a while ago? Well, was not rejected, Duncan but Jones he was just no. Yeah, it was he was the one posting all of the stuff with Sigourney Weaver dressed as an alien. Yeah, with old Hicks like all like yeah. battle scarred from all the acid that he yeah. got, gets in the face from the, at the end of Aliens huh. and stuff like that. And so none of this stuff because Hicks dies at yeah. the beginning of Alien Three. And so, unless it's a clone or some kind of, like, time travel or something happens, huh. this would have to be kind of a reboot. Interesting. Which is fine. I mean, I like three, and four is uh, just a shit they're, they're They're fun they're to watch from a kind of, like, yeah. 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 I, lo- I actually genuinely like how dark and fucked up three is. Like, it's one of it's one of my, my, my favorites. Yeah. I like all of them. Um, man, can I say that, that I really wish that Alien Isolation was actually just a real movie? The <laughs> I game have not of played... Alien Isolation that I just wish Did I that, it... that you guys can't remember if you... Because uh, I need we, to go back and we play We started it. to play it. 
I don't know. If we didn't bring it back, we'll give it back yeah, to you. Yeah, definitely. Because we're well, never going to play. Versus. I, I know, if I, I still like... have it, you guys want to borrow it? If I give you guys aliens, no, I'll give you alien not, isolation. Like, and... I, I, I would rather. We started to play it, and it's just so not my kind I of game. Need that, yeah. I, need, I want and need that story to just be what its predecessors are, which are yeah. just movies. We just need to watch a Let's Play of that. A Let's Play where no one is fucking saying anything. We just pay attention to the fucking game. Which, good luck finding that, because it's hard to find Let's Plays where people just shut up and play the fucking thing. Yeah. But yeah. Harrison Ford is officially signed on to the Blade Runner sequel to be directed by someone who is not Ridley Scott. A really, Bill notes, what's the point, Ben? Seriously. Uh, they've been fucking talking no. about these Well, this Blade is the Runner first time it's officially, like, the, the production years. company officially came out and said, yes, we have signed Harrison Ford. We have a director. It's going to come out. I don't think they had are, a release date. Are you, but... saying, are you saying what the fuck, like, what, why even tried because it's not Ridley Scott? Yeah, because Ridley Scott Ridley was such Scott a... is old and he is not doing but so like, great anymore blade runner is not necessarily like the story isn't like that yeah. the, the real thing blade runner has going for it is how it's directed yeah. and its visual style not that it's a terrible movie no no no, 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 no. but like it's that's the, the whole thrust of that movie is really yeah. it's the atmosphere and aesthetic yeah and if no, you don't have but you have a good point i feel saying, i feel like the last couple times every time that that it's been a property that ridley scott like nailed and then has gone back to revisit yeah. i feel like he's kind of like shit the bed with the lights on yeah <laughs> If he hasn't been good to write it, though. I mean, the writing is more important than Somebody good else. to write it and somebody to tell Ridley, no. <laughs> no, that's don't the, do that. Because that's the thing. It's like but a lot of the things that people, yeah, so that yeah, yeah. That people like... struggle with with Prometheus sounds like were things that Ridley Scott told them, no, we have to do this. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so I feel like it, it's it's when you, it's, okay, so some, God, who was talking about this? When you are like Spielberg or when you're like, like, like somebody, it was, um, uh, I think it was Kirk and um, Steve. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about this when, when you are responsible for like building a crazy big important thing um whether that's like a, a genre of sci-fi or like this very pivotal because like he made alien mm-hmm. and he made fucking blade runner yeah, I mean, yeah. The, back and, to and, back back yeah. to back and they yeah. were amazing that was a good three years yeah and then you get big and then you do these other projects and mm-hmm. then people stop telling you no yeah and people stop the, the, every idea you have is a good idea yeah it's not, yeah. and you like that. Uh, that objectivity is gone. Yeah, and and I feel like you know he's old enough that they're and he's fucking like okay Moses or whatever the fuck the oh yeah the fucking I mean, Exodus. Movie. You guys seen like, that? No, no. The iTunes this week. If I you guys want to hang out and watch I, it, I might. I would. Yeah, I might. you Actually, guys could have might movie be a fun five dollar rental. But it's just like it's when you lose that objectivity, then it's like maybe I do want Neil Blomkamp to well, do also, it. Or I maybe see, I, I do want somebody who's young and hungry. Yeah, who just fucking has a boner for sci-fi. That would be the nice thing if they get somebody who has a really like really great aesthetic yeah. but is willing to kind of make their own it's not just going to be a, a, a Blade Runner f- uh, fan bullshit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. it's right. going to be it, yeah well supposedly the story does take place several de- decades after Blade Runner so it sounds like it's going to be like the Star Wars thing where they're going to cool. essentially the passage of time between now and the release of Blade Runner will be reflected in whatever happens in yeah. the story yeah. Yeah. so it, like, like, it, it would be, it be an excuse as to why maybe the world's evolved a little bit yeah, in terms of sure. look and technology hopefully still there are still like Atari signs yeah. Yeah, and yeah. trans am uh, yeah. advertisements and yeah. stuff around but um, I just think I just think that keep an keep an open mind because it could be it could be really good that it's handed. To it depends on hungry. Just, who the director is. Yeah. So that movie takes place in like 2019 or something like that. Oh uh, yeah, if, it's in the teens. If it takes a while to put it together, they may not that may not actually come out until the year Blade Runner takes a place. Which yeah, is kind of funny. that might actually. Um, be really it actually, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they actually decide to, like maybe that might be the best year to put it out, just yeah. as a kind of. A it, yeah, it is set in 2019. Um, that is a Blade Runner set. Yeah. Uh, that would be well if they're smart. That'll be well, a then, synergistic release. Well, the other thing people are harping about is like how what, what does it make sense for Harrison Ford to still be in it because if he's supposed to be a replicant and all that stuff. And spoilers. Maybe it's a different. 
iteration of that model. <laughs> yeah, it's hardly oh, possible, and who knows? There's all kinds of justifications. Also, maybe so. it's a sequel to the theatrical release. And yeah, exactly. The, just, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Or maybe uh, maybe it only takes place two weeks after the end of the first Blade Runner, and he's been fucking that robot so hard he <laughs> aged. Like, she sucked the life juice out of him. That's how that works, Now she right? gets to live, like, a normal human lifespan, but now he's, like, seven years old. So, like, any man who marries a woman. Yeah! Wow, <laughs> stole okay. his juices! <laughs> What's happening? What's next? It's the most misogynist. You know what? It's Blade Runner Station produced by Gamergate. <laughs> by Gamergator. Everyone's very fan of her character. Community Guys directing the next Lego movie, notes Bill evocatively. Uh, yeah, it's one of the directors of Community, which I guess when they, this uh, news was announced, this guy was in the middle of filming an episode, and I saw Dan Harmon, the creator of Community, tweet as soon as the news broke. He's like, huh, I'm standing right next to the guy while he's directing, waiting for him to tell me about this. <laughs> Because he hadn't told yeah, anyone Harmon. about, like, yeah. So <laughs> I just thought that was a funny tweet. So I forget the guy's name, but yeah, it's Community Guy directing the next mm-hmm. Lego movie mm-hmm. because the producer of the Lego movie is... Read the next piece of uh, Lego Movie Guy is making an Adventure Time movie. He's directing the Adventure Time movie. So I had heard... I thought that um, the animation director, uh, what was his name, Chris McKay? Yeah. Of the first uh, Lego movie was going to be the That's director. what who it is, yeah. Oh, so he's going to make an Adventure Time movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. All live action. Hmm. Are you bullshit? It's going to be filmed over the course of 10, 12 years. Like it's going to be filmed in Bill's backyard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what... You know what? Like, Adventure Time is such... That's the funny thing with Adventure Time not being... It's serialized, but there's such a specific... There's plot to it. There's yeah. plot yeah, there is... stuff like that. Like, this movie will have there, to fit there. is in a there. backstory into Lyra's Not. The thing yeah. is, about Black, uh, Adventure Time is just as eager to shuttle its backstory as it is to develop it. So Whatever would it the movie just yeah. be a big lark? Would it actually try to, like, put it... Ca- like? You know what? If it is CGI, I would love it to take place, like, with the same context as that beautiful CGI episode of Adventure yeah, Time. Yeah, there are so many different ways you could tackle this. I'm yeah. kind of cur- curious yeah, to see how they tackle it. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, Adventure Time is a play box. It's just a sandbox. You can just do whatever the fuck you want. As long as, it's, as long as it's tonally consistent with the world of Adventure Time, you can get away with a lot. Yeah, like, but can he be? Can he be Jake? Like, <laughs> can Channing Tatum? It's like, it's like Jake's muscle suit. Yeah. <laughs> or or he opens his mouth and there's a little live action Jake, oh, like cartoon Jake like, in his there's mouth. There's just a felt U glued to his <laughs> upper lip. Yeah, <laughs> a it's yellow perfect. felt U. Oh my god! They just give this. It's the same. Otherwise, the same haircut and makeup from a Jupiter. You know the funny thing is, uh, Ridley Scott turned down Blade Runner to, to. He was also trying to direct the Adventure Time movie, but he got turned down. So oh, he, you know, that's a really good choice, though. And just before we started recording, Valve's virtual reality headset, the HTC Vive, was announced. I didn't know this. Valve also has a GDC panel happening at 3 p.m. on 3.3, which is freaking some people out. Yep. So I, that well, sounds I like Valve like trolling pretty I know. hard. Well, according to the GDC scheduling thing, it's just, uh, they're just kind of talking about physics. Yeah, sure. Games. But everyone's going like, three, three, three. There are so many. Like, it is such a meme that of all the Half-Life 3 announcement stuff, there's no way that they're not conscious of that. Like, yeah. Well, and people pointed out that if Valve really wants any kind of new hardware they're producing to be successful, they 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 need need to to attach it to. It could be like Half-Life 3. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they need a system. Was it a system cell? And supposedly this this announcement of the, uh, the... Their 
virtual reality stuff was an accidental kind of leak, I guess, supposedly, even mm. though the official website is, is up now. So, but it sounds like they were not really expecting to talk about this, this mm. until GDC started properly this week. Interesting. So who knows what they're going to see more about this. But mm. yeah, so they announced that. They've been that working on this VR stuff for a long time. It's supposed time. to come out by the end of the year. Really? Which, again, they said the steam machines were supposed to be out, like, what, a year ago, yeah. two years ago? They, the Although difference is supposedly... they're not manufacturing steam machines. Yeah. The, the, I presume Well, they're not manufacturing. Is... So this HTC, HTC company is the company that's actually producing these their virtual reality heads. Uh-huh. There's no price or anything other than that's going to be out, supposedly out by the end of the year. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but supposedly everyone's got, like, scheduled to play near-final steam machine stuff at GDC this week. So it sounds mm-hmm. like this GDC is going to be a big coming out for both virtual reality and supposedly the Steam machines. Yeah, because Steam, Steam has been doubling down on the whole wearables and VR shit for years yeah, now. Yeah. So we're curious They kind of stopped playing games. Well, or I mean, stopped making games. It was pretty clear that, that Steam as a service was making them enough money and then yeah. like things like... And I think it's also the nature of the market. This is not a... If you want to make a lot of money, you don't necessarily make a single player experience anymore. What do you do with the, I'm, I'm still not... Like, what are we supposed to do with these headsets? Put them on and vomit. Like, <laughs> I well, I can see for some some military applications. Vision. I can't imagine for this. some gaming applications, it's fine. But like, yeah, are you, are they hoping this will be like the next iPhone? Because they... it's like it's like the thing is like even if okay, so you have that immediacy, but what do you do without tactile feedback? Yeah, yeah. like that. It, that's always been my issue with all well, VR. And they were quick to announce today that they also have like HBO and some other media companies are also producing content for this VR helmet, suggesting that you might get like three D Game of Thrones or something like that. Maybe Telltale like, synergistic cross platform. I noticed you didn't put. Did you guys talk about that on last week's podcast? Mm, which one? Telltale came out this week, and they're like, "Yeah, whatever their next uh, the the new CEO of of Telltale." No, I didn't. Yeah, I heard so something about this, but I didn't put this. They in the basically show played musical chairs, and one of the co-founders of uh, of of Telltale, one of them stepped down as CEO, and the other one stepped up. This oh, I didn't realize that's. What, I just know they had a new CEO. I didn't realize. And in an interview, he came out and they said, "I can't remember what. Maybe it was like Legendary Pictures or something. They partnered with them." And they are going to make a, there's going to be a TV show and a Telltale game that are married. I'm simplifying this extremely. But it sounds like, essentially, you would, it'd be like if the Game of Thrones game, if you played, if you played the game first, then the show would change depending on your choices that you made during the game. And mm. vice versa, the show will impact the game. This is just nuts because the, the production schedules of a TV show and the production schedule of these games are so dramatically different. I don't see how this Ideally, what they do is they make, they need to make the TV show available on Netflix. So you it can turns binge. into a choose your own adventure thing. So no, they say, okay, you made decision A in episode <laughs> three. Cool. Yeah. Go to Netflix. <laughs> Choose episode two, three to see what your like result is, or yeah. like how do you like make it easy to watch? Yeah, for, make it easy to people like to watch the correct content too, or not get well, confused. Well, it sounds or... like it's genuinely going to be married in some way, shape, or form. They, they, their whole thing is that you know part of hmm. Telltale's success strategy has not only been we're making this sort of game; it's that we're making this sort of game that is available on literally every platform that you have. Well, I was going to say, well, there's no reason why they couldn't actually make the content for the TV show as part of the game and the game technically you play the game on an Apple TV or something yeah. like that because it's yeah. all just like pressing up down and enter exactly and so you really could both both content could, it could be 
carry yeah. across to any kind of platform. They've implied the game half and the movie and, and the and the show part. They yeah. implied that you could watch the show independently and you could play the game independently. But, but you can merge the two and they, yeah, they do stuff. Yeah, have like feedback across the two, which is a ballsy move. That is a lot of money because they're doing it with original IP. Well, Nintendo's trying to do the same same thing with the Netflix Zelda show, where you yeah. if you go into the cave yeah, at the so, beginning uh-huh. instead of the sword, they should show you an episode of the old cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> and then you walk out and you're like, what? Uh, so anyway, so. it's a weird time with video games. Valve it seems less and less interested in actually making the games that they that nerds want them to make, and uh, fucking Telltale is gonna make a TV show. So well, well it's crazy. Yeah, it is weird. Oh, they'll be. Inter- Hopefully, there's a lot of new crazy news that comes out of GDC this week. Yeah, because yeah. you know those developer stuff. There's always like kind of interesting people have talks and stuff like yeah. Campo Santos showing off Firewatch. For the first time, yeah, um, that's that's still that that screenshot they released for like come play our demo, fucking gorgeous. That yeah. game looks so grotesquely beautiful. I think I'm it's intrigued. fucked up though. They hired that. Emma Stone, yeah, to yeah, to play she Henry? has a sign that says Fire Crotch. <laughs> really, she walk oh, around. Bill, the stage that's floor. such a funny show. That's she not has a, that's wait. Get it because Emma Stone is known as a redhead. Well, but that she's... means that perhaps her genital hair is red. Really? But it's beautifully illustrated by Ali Moss. Uh-huh. You shape. know what's really funny though what? is that she's not a redhead. She's actually a blonde. She's actually a blonde. Yeah. Wait, really? All the time? So, uh, it's so... Bill's joke doesn't make sense. Wait, it doesn't make any sense because the So she what has a poor use of Campo a... Santos money. So she... <laughs> yeah. <what> a... <laughs> <laughs> They're like, do we sue her? <laughs> do we... <laughs> so. That's not Jake a, Rock is furious not a, right not now. A, it's not a it's not it's not a good joke. <laughs> Built, yeah, welcome to Built Town Population. So, friends, now that we have we've jettisoned the Geek Week in review, and we've get jettisoned our our, our 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 week that was, is it time to talk about the Parks and Rec finale? Here, we'll be back after the break with our Parks and Recreation finale spoiler cast. We'll see you guys in a second. Okay. was a great show that had a great goddamn finale. It so was good. it was okay. I just said if finale. you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. It was good. That, that's it. This is it. That's, that's what it. we got. We'll that's see you guys it. next week. I'm so out of juice. I'm so tired. You guys have to run this. I'm emotionally it's been a really emotionally draining week and it then has. I just wept uncontrollably For at Parks both and Recreation. Yeah. So it's just I've like, cried at every episode. She has. It was actually this really season? cute. Yeah. This season? Yeah. We, uh, last night, we caught up on the last three episodes, yeah. actually, because we'd been behind, and we were just weeping from start to finish, pretty much. I love that they did a Johnny Karate episode <gasps> it was as so an episode of the show. Especially it was, like, the next to last episode, yeah. too. It was so delightfully indulgent, well, and I really was, liked it that. It was beautiful, but I totally was crying, at, like, because April felt so fucking guilty. Yeah. That in order for her to go forth and do the things she needs to do in her life to feel fulfilled... She kind of has to take something away from Andy. And yeah. I was honestly surprised at the ending when they actually do the thing where, like, he stops the show. I thought that it was going to be that kind of sitcom thing where at yeah. the end he's like, 
oh, well, let's stay here after all, yeah. and I'll keep on doing Johnny Karate. No, they, no, he actually does give it up to go so, be with her. I feel like there's, like, a theme of, of, of Parks and Rec is that you sacrifice for the people you love. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's you don't think twice like, about it because you love them. Because Ron gives up his, like, over the course of the of the series, Ron gives up his Ronness in yeah. some ways so that he can have... He can have this family, and he yeah. can be with with Diane. Yeah, we had talked about before, like how I did not like the whole introduction of the Morningstar stuff. I thought it was kind of an arbitrary, mm-hmm. just like oh, suddenly like Leslie yeah. and Ron are out, uh, like on the outs. Like yeah. it just seemed like a, like a dog legged turn that the show didn't necessarily and, need to take. But then for his arc for the season yeah. and how it leads yeah. into like him coming to Leslie in the final episode saying yeah. I made a mistake once and that and led I, to I the Morningstar thing. Yeah, that was and where it leads Ron. I, it's funny that like it's actually where the Ron stuff is actually really the. The emotional kind of highlight of that last episode. And the ways that... Because it's nice nice to see a character where life is about change, and he doesn't want to change, but he has to. Yeah. And it's not like... It's not not optional, but it's also not like... I don't know. It's not really forced. Like, people that encourage him to change do it because they know it's going to be what's best for him. Mm -hmm. And then they do it like Donna... Yeah. Doing it in this gen, the two funerals episode, the second, the the episode right before the finale, yeah. where uh, Salvatore. That was also sad too because I remember the episode where Salvatore, uh, in like the first season where Salvatore gives Leslie Nope the candidate. <laughs> oh yeah, and then, and then she goes to the thing with with Ann Perkins, and they're like they think they're lesbians together, and it's fucking brilliant. Um, so but it's worth it for just for the typhoon stuff. Man, that was so good. Which they, I just love it's like, please tell me again. Never stop talking and please tell me how you hate Europeans and, and bicycles. bicycles. <laughs> that's like, a character that's only introduced in the next to last episode, but they'll even typhoon? his arc with Typhoon. Yeah, yeah. Wait, no, Typhoon's been in. Has he shown oh, up before? Oh, fuck yeah, because he's so, done as stylist. Fully is that is, what it is? has oh, okay. a comprehensive Parks and Rec encyclopedia. Like, I game. actually she's watched that the I, it's been a while. It's been a couple of years since I've watched the rest of the show. Because I've been watching it at, like, I binged watched, like, the first couple seasons. But then mm-hmm. as it's aired, I've been kind of watching it ever since, like, like the Fully third season. Fully has watched the show, I'm going to say, probably about the, seven or eight times. I, I have not rewatched. Obviously, I'm not this season, season, obviously, yeah. but I have, I have, I, it's a comfort food. Yeah. So like yeah. when I'm at home, when especially when in the two years when we weren't um, working, um, having t- days off together, yeah. I would putz around the house and like clean and stuff like that, and I just put on Parks and Rec and yeah. just let it like that's good let comfort it go. food that way because it's yeah. it's it's like having friends. <laughs> yeah, it's like having friends. Um, yeah, and and that's and, and I think that that's well, also a lot of why people say that about a lot of shows, but there's something very special about Parks and Recreation yeah. where it's like. Those friends are even more TV friends than yeah. most TV friends. Exactly, because it's about kindness and yeah. like wanting people to be happy. Yeah. That's but no, Typhoon Typhoon shows up a couple of times. Oh, okay. There's a point where Donna actually like outs his real name. Oh yeah. Because Typhoon is not his real name. <laughs> and and he's just like a little like shithead. But I love how it informs the fact that he's introduced to Ron in the last last yeah. episode. That yeah. plays like when you see that like Ron yeah. turns out to be his best man at his wedding. Yeah. Like, oh, that was like, really that speaks a lot to like how Ron has changed. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a it's a great little shorthand. And yeah. Typhoon's a great character along with Craig. Yeah. Craig. Craig. Is, Craig is <laughs> I regret this trout. What is it? Three things. Yeah, the only one. He's like, and his last one is, I am Craig. I am Craig. Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, that's one of the things that bumps me out. Uh, trying to get other people in the Parks and Recreation, it's kind, it's kind of hard because the gen- it's such a gentle show. Yeah. That when you tell people it's like fucking hilarious, it's hard just to sit, sit, sit them down to watch one episode. Exactly. And kind of like click with them. Yeah. And well, Josh and Bahar, and I've like they've been trying to get into the show, yeah. and like they tried to watch the first season, it didn't click with them. They, I even said like we'll start with the second season. And they tried it with the second season, mm-hmm. and they were like still not clicking with them. And I was like, try to like start with. If anything else, try to start with the second or next to last episode of the second season. Mm-hmm. That's when Parks and Rec- Recreation I, really starts. I feel like I, I feel like that's true, but I, I think and I think that I am too close to be objective at this point because I've rewatched beginning to mm-hmm. to recent, and there is such there is such awesomeness to the fact that everything everything is cyclical everything loops around mm-hmm. all those relationships are there yeah these people live in a small town it's yeah. evident that they live in a small town that they know each other that they know this person and that person and mm-hmm. and and when you when you have watched and enjoyed the later episodes you go back and you look at the very first time that april sees andy yeah, yeah. with his fucked up legs and and yeah. and he's all injured and stuff like that. And she has a crush on him from the moment she sees oh, yeah. him. And you, and it's so evident. And that's like the first first episode, mm-hmm. first or second episode, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, see the thing. This show is all about these characters and like the emotional payoff of these characters. And you have to buy in. Yeah. yeah. And once you do, that's why, you're especially done. With the first season being as janky it is, it can yeah. be very. It can be really hard to it's hard, find. Yeah. Well, Oh, of course, with some people, the show's just not going to click with them. Yeah, regardless. exactly. That's fine, too. Exactly. They're broken But, like, humans. that's what... <laughs> no, I'm speechless. But, 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 yeah, but no. yeah trying to get Josh and Bahar, and I'm like, it's good. If it's you have, to, you have like, to kind of buy into, and I think that, that um, the idea of Leslie yeah. from the get-go yeah. was something that I was fascinated by yeah. and something that was that charmed me. She's a cool character, and she doesn't exist anywhere else in media. No. And and to have somebody, and then you you go around to the end, and to have somebody who treats um, public service the way no. that she does. Well, yeah, because the gag of the show could have been, oh, working for the government's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And no, that's not the and like. Instead, it's just her trying to. It's her trying to get other people excited to make to try to make other people's lives. Yeah, to try better. and make the world better. Like genuinely. Yeah. Like the idea of public service as service. Yeah. And like that kind of. And the thing, and they didn't imply that it was anything but a bureaucratic mire, and yeah. like that there are people who just cash in and like just get a check. Like they yeah, acknowledged she, all that. Yeah, she's still she's still who she is without cynicism. Yeah, there's this really there's a really great thing and a character who ended up going away who I was really happy went away was Mark, um, uh, uh, the the dude city planner guy. Yeah, um, and I was happy he left because once he left, that kind of opened up and 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 everybody was able to kind of stretch their legs and it became less like the office and more yeah. more like positive but there's a part where he's sitting and i think they're drinking beer and she's like well you got that that speed bump lowered and he's like yeah my effect on government can literally be measured in inches yeah yeah. like and and so there's this this nice uh uh, it's very self-aware yeah but on the other hand it's like in that moment what i love about that moment is that he sees that as a huge failure he's like why fucking bother whereas leslie nope is genuinely like you made a difference. That yeah. was it. It's interesting when he leaves, too. He really does kind of just check out in a way that he is kind of like... He doesn't learn a big lesson about government. No, but, like, no. even the way... The, even the, the the actor's performance of that character is like, I tried my best. Yeah. 
I did, but I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. it's just you know, like, yeah, he really does get, kind of taps out like a re- in a wrestling match. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, that's great, but I did, I did what I could, but I gotta go. And yeah. then, like, that same Bandana episode. Wits, that's his name. Brendana yeah, Bre- yeah Brendana quits. Brendana quits. According to Leslie No. Well, that's the thing. So, watching the finale, I wanted to go back after the finale was over. I was uh-huh. like, man, the show, I want to go back. Because at first, I went back to the pilot and I was re watching uh-huh. the pilot because I thought, well, you know, at the end of a show, it's like when you finish a book. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's fun to go back to the first page just yeah. to kind of see how it started and yeah. think, oh, wow, what a journey from that first page to the last. Yeah. Yeah. And so I started watching the pilot again. I was like, this is boring. Well, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't, so, it's not who it is. Yeah, it's not you know, who it, it is. Have his voice and yet. so then I was like, okay, which episode is the first one that Ben White and Chris Trader show up? And yeah, I jumped to yeah. that, which is the next last episode, uh, next last episode of the second season. Yeah. yeah. Called Master Plan, uh-huh. and it was a perfect motherfucking bookend of the uh, season yeah. finale. Because in that episode, you have Brent, uh, Mark Brandana quits. Yeah, he doesn't leave, but he makes the decision to leave. Right, right. Uh, you got Chris Trigger and 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 yeah. and, and what's his face Ben White show ben up. White. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy mm-hmm. suddenly goes. He goes to April. And he's like, huh, maybe I have a crush on her. Yeah, yeah. And it's the first. Yeah, that yeah. shit starts working. Yeah, uh, Tom throws a birthday party for a- a April at the Snake Hole mm-hmm. Lounge. Yeah, and of course, uh, the day after he yeah. has to go clean up his tab, he meets Lucy for the yeah. first time. Yep. Yeah, it's perfect. Bang, beat, beat, and it's the first time where like the, even the pace of the like the jokes and everything just matches yeah. up so right. perfectly to what yeah. it ends as. Yeah, it really is the moment. Like it, within a single episode, that show just finally just clicks into perfect place, and yeah. Yeah. it's pretty much that until the yeah. last you know moments what? of the last episode. <sighs> Hearing you say all that though, I realize that what I'm gonna miss most about Parks and Rec, arguably, like if I remove all of my emotional attachment to the characters, I'm gonna miss the fucking names on Parks and oh. Recreation. Mm-hmm. Had the best names in television what history. Got, Even got minor characters, Leslie like Nope, Ron Swanson. All the j- names are like Jim perfect Jam. jokes, like in Jeremy themselves. Jam. And like they're just so uh, funny to see. Ethel Beavers. Yeah, I mean they're just perfect. Like, oh my god, it's oh, so look. good. We got to see the mayor in two seconds. Yes, that was such and a nice fucking Bill Murray. Talking about playing a corpse for most of it. He's <laughs> only he he the episode for five minutes before those minutes. He's like silent in a fucking casket. Yeah. Yeah, and I love the fact that that's one of the funny things because like. They could have taken the tack on the show where, like, they're not going to show the mayor, but they could have done the big thing where they talk about the mayor, but they never yeah. show him, so yeah. it's, like, this mysterious thing. Yeah. I like they never did that. The word no. mayor is maybe uttered on the show less than a dozen times. Exactly. And so it's yeah. So when you see it, it's like, oh, shit, it's been Bill Murray all this time. <laughs> you kind of, it, it, me, I, a little bit of me kind of wish really, we had seen more of him, but that's, I mean, so yeah. it's kind of perfect that he was, yeah. like... And really, yeah. when they talk about the mayor, they talk about his dog, Rufus. Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> so it kind of creates this weird yeah. picture. Yeah. So then it's great, because when Bill yeah. Murray's there, there's that damn dog. <laughs> in the like picture on his shit. desk, and I love that he's like, if I if there are uh, accolades to be given, I will accept them. Really. And if there is criticism, that's on you. That's on you. Yeah. That would be like, mayor. That makes so much sense. So though. good. Well, and oh, and, then, and then Gary becomes mayor. I have always joked that the one thing I wanted to see, I didn't re- didn't really matter to me how everyone else wound up as long yeah. as Jerry became mayor because yeah. that's the perfect like that was that was that so character. good. Yeah. Well, that's what he wanted. Well, Do it's you like, remember his his wish list and stuff? He wanted no. to meet a previous mayor. He wanted to 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 have a man. I am glad you heard to talk about this. Yeah, because I don't remember any of this <laughs> and either. I, yeah. He wanted he wanted to be mayor. I had no idea. Like that's why it's so fucking sweet. Oh. Like like before he kind of like. And Gary, Gary Gergich, Jerry Gergich, like that character's so great because yeah. it's a person who has great ambition in the beginning, yeah, and then just kind of settles into this role. And and, and what I love the most it. is that everybody, everybody's so like, 
up until a point, Ben yeah. becomes his sexual friend. Yeah, yeah. He's really sweet. Yeah. Um, but, well, Ben's but, the outsider, too, so he's not quite exactly. as plugged into, like, why everyone hates him so much. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's a little more mystifying to him. Like, yeah. Um, but, like, when they go... I up, love the joke that Gail is still the artist. Yeah, that's fantastic! Fuck it, Christy. Like, like... Christopher Lee. Um, can I misspell a name on the tombstone? <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. But Leslie's like, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? But uh, but no, his whole his whole thing. He's like starts off with great ambition, and then what he has is an amazing family. Yeah. What he has, like, in, and I loved, I loved, I loved that in the end, it's him and his wife who he adores, and yeah. his daughters who he adores, and he is surrounded by family. Yeah. And that that's. Okay. Yeah, that's what he wants. That's what he wanted. No, yeah. he's the one character. Well, he always had the perfect life, no matter yeah. what happened. Like yeah. even like when like the government got shut down, everyone else <laughs> he had a fart attack and he still <laughs> had the perfect life. Well, that's you know what the one thing I, if, if if I were ever like had a magic time machine, I could ever change anything about Parks and Recreation. The one thing I would actually want to go back and change. I think it's funnier when he's less of a fuck up and everyone yeah. hates him for absolutely no reason. I love that he becomes a notary and he gets really nerdy and excited about being a notary. Yeah, yeah. and he and he's really good at it. anything. Yeah, <laughs> but it does kind of bum me out when he actually does like the farty stuff and fall down stuff because I think it's even funny when everyone just hates him for no reason. Even though he has mm-hmm. this perfect life and his perfect wife and his children mm-hmm. and goes home with his little bubble baths and yeah. everything like that. Well, see, but originally and... the joke was that he was this fuck up and everyone, we, yeah. you would think of him and like the easy joke is that, oh, he's this miserable, sad little man. Yeah, find out. He's got this But the real thing life. is that he's happy being like a weirdo fuck up. You know? It's yeah. like, that's what I love about him. I'm trying to remember the song they sing for breakfast and Leslie comes over and she gives him like the tiniest scrapbook of his time in government. It's literally yeah. like four fucking pages long. Like, yeah. She's like, I don't know. <laughs> Who's the one that tricks everyone into into thinking, calling him by his right name at the end? Donna. Is it, is it Donna? Donna yeah, does it at her wedding. That's what it was. At her wedding. Donna's passive aggressive when See, that's the other thing. I had, I had only watched the first two episodes of the season yeah. until I decided to binge watch when I realized the finale was coming up. And so yeah. I watched the whole season in one go. Yeah. So it really was the finale and everything else was pretty much one like four yeah. hour marathon yeah. session of Parks and Recreation. Yeah. Well, the whole yeah. season is just like tying it all up in a bow. Yeah. And well, that's yeah. the thing too is I thought everyone, because with everyone breaking up and stuff, because most serious finales are about, there's, you when there's a threat to break up everyone, yeah. Yeah. there's usually, like, what it usually happens, like, there's a threat, but then the threat, the threat is dissipated, and then everyone yeah. learns, like, oh, we're all better off here back at home anyway. Right, so, like, yeah. no, this is... No, this is... I do like the fact that everyone shoots off in their own direct, different uh-huh. directions. Donna really does move out to Seattle yeah. Yeah. with, with uh, Key and Peel. Yeah. The, the Which is fucking behind adorable. Her. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, I love, yeah, I, I love that everyone does... They, the, 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 the finale really is the last time everyone's really together like yeah. that again. You have yeah. to go yeah. live nice your life. It. You have to go yeah. off and do your thing. And, and so, yeah, Donna's part was the first time watching the finale was... Yeah. It was so real. I mean, it's like I live thousands of miles from many people that I love. Like, yeah. my family is all far I feel like everyone's still communicating all, all the time. Well, yeah, and like, I mean, that's real. When Donna, and, when Donna asks her wife, like, getting, I want to talk to the devil's daughter or whatever. Yeah, I that she's there and they've set up a non-profit. Yeah. And you're just Teach like, yourself. Teach yourself. <laughs> Man, and that that is like I that's the moment where the finale where I was like, oh, this is gonna be a good finale. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, oh my god. Yeah, there was a lot but the, no, and I loved um Donna it was also really interesting because Donna and Jerry were kind of um always these 
a little bit more outside characters. Like I felt like Donna had more to do yeah. throughout yeah. the entire series. Yeah. Not in like the first two seasons. Well, she was a like, more fun character to watch. Where Jerry's she, kind of a punching bag. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that can only go on so long until. And that's why it was great to bring Ben in because Ben's totally like, I don't get why you people are treating yeah. you like this. There's an episode um, where Jerry, uh, his, they're trying to find uh, the key, Ron's key to his cabin. Uh, and April's trying to find it, and she has his wedding ring because she had gotten it because he had lost it down the grate. But That's then he the last thing was just Jerry losing... fuck up a thon. Yeah, yeah, he's just losing <laughs> yeah. everything. Donna goes out with lunch and just to watch him yeah. keep on fucking things up. And it's great; she's just sitting there, and she is just kind of like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." I'm gonna order us pizza. Yeah, and she's yeah. and he's oh excellent. They drop something else down <laughs> yeah. the thing. Oh, and then he's like, and "I'm she... gonna get my only credit card and my only ID to fish yeah. out my wedding ring." <laughs> Yeah. Well, oh, she Jesus. and then and then in the end, she she's gotten everything out, uh-huh. and it's it's also interesting because she had, gets to have that conversation with him, and and it's like I don't know, I can't remember exactly what word it is. So it might be dummy or dum dum or something yeah. like that. But that that Gail's gonna be mad at him, and she's gonna yeah. call him a name, and he's yeah. like, and it, it makes him so upset. Yeah. And Donna fishes all the stuff, like, gets all the stuff out of the grate, yeah. and brings it to him, and is like, like you know that that sort of. Because everybody's everybody's worked, but I, I would think that everybody has kind of worked with somebody like that. Yeah, and it's that moment of just realizing the human aspect of that person, and yeah. the show is always so good at that. Well, even with Jerry the big punching bag, the, even even the show itself knew when to yeah. be cool and kind of like yeah, be, be to gentle, turn around and be sweet, and to uh, yeah. you know what? Also, without being so cloying, it's not like you know. It was yeah. like, that's the other thing the the edge of the show had too was that not yes. everyone always had a, got what they wanted though. No, yeah, like yeah. you know, like fucking they, he had the recall election, all kinds of shit got yeah. fucked up. So it's not like the it's not like the show always gave the characters what they no, wanted. What no, they but but that didn't. No. And what's nice about it, and what that shows, and what I feel is so valuable about that is that you know Leslie got recalled from city council. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. ends up potentially, well, yes, I would say she ends up becoming fucking mayor of, of like, governor of Indiana. Yeah. yeah. She Although runs the Department like... of Interior for, like, yeah. a large sector. Like, it's, that's not an end. That feels very catastrophic in the moment and is uh-huh. so depressing and so downing. And and yet she 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 keeps trying and keeps pushing. Yeah. And it's a, it's a really good yeah. lesson to teach anyone, adult yeah. or, or younger. It's yeah. That, that it's not always an end. So what do you think about her becoming president? Oh, man. Man, okay. Why did they make it so vague? I, I think because it's not really the point of that character. That is it's true. It's not the point of that I, moment. I like that, that too. True. I like the fact that's the farthest along the timeline you see anyone. Yeah. yeah. And I like the fact that's actually. A good although point. you should have had Chris Traeger walking in the background completely unchanged too, because he wants to be the first human being that's hundred fifty. <laughs> that <years old. laughs> I was a little bit that that's the only thing they didn't actually tackle. That would be really. But funny. I kind of like it, which is weird because I, I thought they would come back to that or something yeah, and make that yeah. more explicit. It was so light. Well, and I feel like they kind of leave the door open. Like technically, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could have been Ben. Could have been. They, yeah, they did, yeah, they could have taken turns. Yeah, but I, yeah. I, I but I like that, and I actually yeah. really appreciate that they left it vague. And, and I she got it too. They could have vice president too, or something. They don't yeah. have to be the they president. They are a but... fucking team. Yeah. yeah. The thing yeah. that the thing that I I appreciate and love the most about Ben and Leslie is like very rarely do you get a television relationship that maybe has a rocky start because yeah. again they were like coworkers and yeah, it yeah. led to a scandal and all kinds of stuff like that, but. They're good for each other. Yeah. And they're good for each other, and you root for them. Yeah. And there's no false drama thrown into shit. Yeah, yeah. They're just 
good for each other. You don't see many married couples, happy married couples in media because it's quote unquote bad drama. We have multiple happy married couples in this. Yeah, show. you have, and they're different types of happy married. Yeah, they're working through different issues without yeah. like artificial drama being pumped into it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, even like when uh, April is trying to figure out what she's going to do about having kids. Yeah. I yeah. love Leslie's advice to her, where she I, like I thought it was going to be a cloying thing, like where yeah. she would say like, "Oh, of course you should have children." Yeah. No, she's I do like, like that she was yeah. I have no idea if you'd be a good mom or not. Yeah. But. You know, I just know you guys make a good team, and this would yeah. be an opportunity to bring in new team members, whatever yeah. that's for you. Yeah, and that's like the that's that, that's like good. That's actually yeah. legitimately it's, good advice. It's, it's not really wrong, but advice. it's not cloying. It's not yeah. like saying, obviously you'd be a great mother. You no. just yeah. like I don't know what to tell you, but like, and that, that's that's the, that's so the great good. great space that that show worked in. Yeah, where it's not actually going to tell you exactly what you want to hear, but still be gentle and be yeah. comforting and push you towards what the things you want to do. But like, yeah. who knows yeah. what's going to happen? But you got to take that yeah. risk. There's well, never been a show as kind and loving as Parks and Recreation. Yeah. Like, it's it's kind of, like, more, more I don't uh, know. Andy Griffith show than the Andy Griffith show ever was. You know what I mean? Where it's, like, it was a big, dumb goofball of a show. The Max with was the... pretty. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it just has this, this beating heart throughout of it that is just, it's so sincere and sweet and ridiculous. And, and, and honestly had some of the best uh, comedians on it of its time. Yeah. yeah. Had some of the best great writers, actors. Great, like, perfectly yeah. cast show. Yeah. Beautifully cast. Yeah. Uh, just great people involved, top yeah. to bottom. Yeah. Really, really wonderfully edited. Yeah. The the music cues were always fantastic. Yeah. Like, there, it's just the nuts and bolts of everything was, yeah. was so solid. Yeah. And it feels, it feels like getting hugged. Yeah. You know, like, watching it, it feels like... Feels like a big dumb hug from a friend yeah. that you miss. Man, Ron's speech to his underlings is like perfect encapsulation of the show. It's like, yeah, show up on time, speak true, respect yeah. your 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 yeah. everyone you're working with, and we'll yeah. all get along. And that yeah. really, that's yeah, that's the heart of the show right there's, there. There's your there's your fucking life lesson. Yeah, you know? and it's like, what the what the hell else in media gets away with that kind of sincerity? Not much. Yeah. 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 Because everything, and, and, and maybe, maybe that's why it was never, like, a runaway... Oh, totally. Runaway it's success. Like... It's kind of like, I feel like 30 Rock was more... 30 out, Rock, at least... 30 Rock was more meany in its... Yeah. You know, Zany. It's like... It was more obviously, like, funny. Like, yeah. it's kind of like, Whoa! Both of those shows... Like, that's always going to be, like, a critical darling saying, sort of thing. Like, Parks and Recreation worked in such a weird space where, like, often it wasn't outright, like, knee-slappingly hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But it was also some kind of, so kind of... It was so kind, it was easy to mistake it for just being sh- pure schmaltz. Yeah. yeah. That if you really didn't sit down and get invested in it, it... It was really easy to misinterpret it or kind oh, of see sure. it as, as being simpler than what it was. Exactly. I can see why a lot of people didn't watch it. Yeah. Didn't get into it. It's a harder sell. Yeah. But I feel like it's it's one of those shows where I feel like anybody who likes Parks and Recreation, they're going to love it on the level that I am. Yeah. You know, it's like never, I feel like it's a show where there's just one playing field. Like there's just one entry level of fans for it. Yeah. And like there's no like, well, I only like it because of this or I love it because of that. Yeah. It's you just love, you love you Parks love, and Recreation. You love the whole thing. Yeah. And when and then when somebody is like, why would you ever not be eating breakfast food? You're like, yeah. I know, I know that. <laughs> like there's yeah. there's this amazing um yeah. It's it's it's, it's wonderful. Did you guys see when they went on the late night? No. No. So, this is how underpumped mm-hmm. NBC was about the show. They couldn't even get the sh- the cast to show up on the on on the Tonight Show yeah. after it aired, yeah. they had to go on the like the Seth Meyers Late Late Show like twelve <laughs> thirty at night. Yeah, but pretty much the entire episode was uh was uh, dedicated to them. There's pretty mm-hmm. much an hour of them just walking around talking about stuff, and Seth Meyers yeah. interviewed everyone about the show. Yeah. 
and it ends with everyone singing the little bye bye little Sebastian song. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm while just about this. April Ludgate French kisses the fuck out of Jerry, <laughs> the actors, and it is because they are deep throating. Just... And even everyone on stage, they're singing little Sebastian. They're like, <laughs> and what's his name? Adam Scott who plays Ben Wyatt. It's yeah. just like. Cause he's standing behind them. He's like, everyone's just like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> and there's also one great moment where like everyone's talking up uh, uh, Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the camera's on her, and she's obviously getting embarrassed because she doesn't want, she doesn't like people talking nice yeah. about yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. And then she starts staring at the camera just evilly while everyone's talking yeah. nice about her. She just like, keeps on staring, and then she goes, "Fuck you!" She mouths "fuck you" right at the camera. They aired it. It was on NBC. People have made an animated gif out of it. Actually, a lot of people was talking about how hot it is that she's just so like, fuck you. And it's just like, Man, she's I like the Bastion, yeah. When you're watching, when you're watching her give birth to to their son, and she's just like, go and get some stuff to wipe this makeup. No, I want that makeup. Oh, like, I put it on. Oh, yeah, it was a labor. Yeah. Oh, that's one of the things that got cut because, like, on the Hulu, they had the producer cut, and yeah. shitloads of stuff got turned. Yeah, the we episode. only watched that. We never watched the. They uh, when it aired live, it was not. You didn't get to see the thing where. Uh, uh, he he's like he browbeats the doctor. Oh, yeah, man. no, it's just you. Is that the monologue from Taken? Yes. Yeah, he just, just the kids just born on Halloween. There's no kerfuffle about it yeah, or anything yeah. like that. But fucking... like, oh, they name him Jack. Yeah, well, even Tom, so like how Tom Haverford, all the shit fails. Yes, it's because yeah. it's beautiful. Well, it's like he says it's great that it's not because of his own undoing. It's just because things fail. Yeah, yeah. it was great. It's a good lesson for They're him like to learn. failure too, failing to fail. Yeah. <laughs> And fucking this fucking show god damn it Tom I, well, just... I, the, I think I think the, the one of the, the things that's so interesting about Tom's character is that because he's he's real putty at the beginning of the series he well, and Ron are both like not the characters not... That they, there's uh, there's an oral history that was published the night that the finale aired that uh-huh. uh, there was a bunch of interviews with the writers and they also talk about how at the beginning Tom was kind of the villain of the show because yeah. he mm-hmm. was the one yeah. kind of manipulating trying totally. to manipulate government for his own personal ends. Right, yeah. And they changed that later because, like, it was actually What's-His-Face and Susan Sari's idea to kind of soften him up by, like... Like, instead of him just trying to, like, scheme the government to make money, what if he's just, like, really stupidly into fashion and stuff and he's yeah. trying to build up his own brand? Yeah. But he's not quite so evilly, like, trying to, like, work against yeah. Leslie Nope and everyone else and yeah. he's just, like, kind of more obliviously just kind of, like, mm-hmm. he loves money but he's kind of bankrupting himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's more, it's more that he's bankrupting himself than he's trying to swindle the government. Exactly, yeah. And so, like, yeah, they kind of talk about the evolution of those, those characters, how they kind of more snapped into place and they, yeah. they, 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 like, the characters were kind of exaggerated and stuff and learned to play nice with, with yeah. each other which really kind of made the show. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they realized they didn't necessarily need a villain you or don't really like yeah because you, you can you can you can make jeremy jam the villain you can make and then turn <laughs> around and having jam. jam like you're like my best friend's like nope <laughs> well, yeah, but, and then his whole thing where he's like did, like right as leslie's standing there and she has the the horrible painting yeah. and she's standing there and he's like kind of leaning he's in trying to kiss her he's trying to kiss her and she's just like once again that got cut from the main thing <laughs> well, sad, that that's shouldn't... one thing the guys do admit the fact that like they never really came up with a good villain for the show yeah. like cause even like Jim Jam like there were more just retards that like Leslie Nope had to deal with like there was never any like real like oh, anyone what <laughs> Special people. There's no there special people. There were, just, um, there were just random jerks that yeah. would that would last for as long as they needed to but last. They did, they did say they, they regret never having like like a really good foil I, for her in terms sure. politically because because yeah. uh, Jim Jam was such a like yeah he was a but he it was, was an kinda, asshole but he was never like well it's like 
like on, on currently on um uh Brooklyn Nine Nine, you have the captain's foil, yeah. which is such a nice character. We you don't have that sort of thing in. But that's in, one of the uh, things they say. I, it also it bleeds into the idea that like maybe Punny itself doesn't need a villain too. Like right. everyone's yeah. like yeah, everyone is inherently redeemable. Everyone is kind of a fuck up. So and maybe you don't need that bad. like big. Yeah. See, that would villain. be my counterpoint. It's like you don't need that. You don't need that. Life is the frustration. Yeah. Like, it's just things that happen are the villain. Like, it's not... Which is yeah. true. Like, how many of us have an antagonist? Like, that's one of the truest things. It's like, shit happens and your friends are there to help you through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is what I love about Parks and Recreation. Yeah. <sighs> show. Bye. So good. Bye. Well, that's the other thing, too, with, like... I was... I'm glad that this, the series finale was so good. But the yeah. show already had a couple great finales built into it. There's, there's yeah. At least three other parts in the show where you could stop watching right there and act as a great finale. Yeah. You got the Harvest Festival episode, yeah. episode which if they had been canceled right after then, would have been a perfect which, fin ending. Which was something that might have happened. Yeah, or like yeah. the episode where Chris Traeger and Ann Perkins leave. Yeah. That's a perfect kind yeah. of summation. It's beautiful. The, the, the last episode of the last season yeah. where, it, like, they specifically, like, again, in, in this uh, uh, oral history of the show, they talk about how originally the last episode of last season was not supposed to feature the flash forward in 2017 mm-hmm. until they started getting reviews back from some like uh, some people who watched the episode. They're like, "Is this a serious finale?" It was like <laughs> sure. it was way it was yeah. it seemed like everything was ending. Yeah, they were like, "No, oh shit, we should probably because they were planning that like the first episode of this season would show uh-huh. like oh three years later." Yeah, how... they're like, "Maybe we should pull that forward a little bit so yeah. people know that like okay, we're, there's still going to be stuff that needs to happen in the future. It's not yeah. the end of the show." Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of funny that they're like, "Oh man, maybe." We're... We yeah. put a too too good of a cap on all this stuff. Yeah. We still have to tease people to make sure they come back next season. But I think, so, I think you're I think you're right. There's a lot of situations where you're like, nope, that 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 feels rounded. That feels that feels like mm-hmm. they did it. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's kind of wonderful. So what I'm saying is, I really am ready for the Parks and Recreation Bioware game, where I just get to noodle around with my pals and have crazy. Well, Bioware, I would suggest and... you to be having sex with everyone, or yeah. at least with a Telltale game, we're just deciding who lives and who dies. <laughs> Which of those Why is you playing as Ron Swanson and you're seeing the whole world through Ron Swanson's eyes? And so it's really not life or death from your perspective. It's like The Walking Dead. Like everything's like, do you file your taxes this year? Or maybe, maybe not. Do you throw them in the fire? Where do you hide your gold? Where do you hide your gold? Yeah, yeah exactly. Fucking, his fucking gold. Yeah. God damn. How, how much Lagoovalin do you drink tonight? Man, okay, that made me, that, that fucking made me, that fucking film? made just, me cry. It's a five second clip. Did they go back to Scotland just to film that? I love that shit. I know. I know. Oh, show. Maybe he goes back with Typhoon someday. I need to just rewatch all of it again. Yep. Yeah. So what's the box set come in? Uh, It should fucking come in a scrapbook. No, okay. That's, I that's mean, what it should be. I mean, that's, it, it should come in a fucking binder scrapbook. Mm. That would be fucking hilarious. Oh, man. That would be the cutest. And it's just like, it's, man. <sighs> or the discs could come in a JJ's diner. I love the scrapbook thing, but yeah. yeah. Mm. Like a Harvest Festival pamphlet or something. Or... Yeah. Oh, that'd be great if they actually. Man, it's never going to. You know what? The box set is going to be a bunch of blank discs mailed to your house. Because <laughs> I don't think NBC has that much. Like, they're not going to put that much money they don't in give it. A shit. It'd be yeah. great if it was like, yeah, it actually had, like, yeah, yeah it actually had one. stuff from the office of Tom Hepford. You know, yeah. Like this thing. And, It'd oh, be so man. good. Anyway, but yeah. We had a bunch of forms. Oh, show. So good. Man, we did, man, for a spinoff of The Office, that didn't seem yeah. like a good idea to begin with. Yeah. Amy Poehler. Yeah. Amy, Amy, Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler is a fucking force of nature. And, like, yeah. 
And then just good ensemble, excellent relationships. It's funny to think that started off too, is it was going to be a Rashida Jones vehicle. That's yeah. the whole genesis of the thing started off because yeah. they were just like Rashida Jones is awesome. We need to give her. She her is own amazing. Show. And the yeah. thing is that she's great, but she was. I love Ann Perkins, but Ann Perkins was really there only for Leslie Nope to bounce off of. Yeah, she didn't really interact with much of the other characters other than mm-hmm. Andy. And then, and I love that at some point Ann Perkins realizes that kind of. Well, yeah, yeah there's like, there's the when like Ron won't really carry a conversation with her or remember her name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then April hating her yeah. and yeah I do love that they brought back I, I was worrying to seconds. the end but I mean I was really worrying it enough. That, yeah because it it's like really all you need is that it has to be this cyclical thing for Leslie mm-hmm. and like and I love just she just fucking like bumps Ben I love that hands back everybody and <laughs> It's like that's 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 also oh good because that was that was for the longest time up until she leaves and what's and leaving is what's best for her. That's one of the best female friendships. Oh yeah, best that's the other thing we've always talked about forever. Is like yeah. this is one of our shows we have yeah just female best friends. Female. Yeah. females, female, human female. Make friends with each other. Interaction, but like Lady Bros. Yeah. Valentine's Day. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, oh, Parks and Rec. Was the episode where they get in a fight? The one that everyone's getting fucked up on rat poison at the bar, <laughs> and like Ron Swanson dancing. <laughs> I don't put that bitch over there. I don't think, but yeah, her whole they fight in the bathroom. Yeah, and they're yeah. terrible to each other, yeah. and it's beautiful. I don't think this show. John Ralphio, dance up on me. <laughs> Thing. John Ralphio's fate. Fakes his they, show, they show the, 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 the TV cup, but you don't uh-huh. see where he and his sister are dancing. And that's how they get busted. They're dancing loudly singing at their own funeral. That's how they get busted. <laughs> so that guy runs work. after them? Yeah, that guy like... not work nearly as well on the TV edit because they kind of they kind of they're a little loud and they get busted, but you don't see them like walk, like dancing away. Like, <laughs> what is it? Act natural. Jenny Slate, man. Fucking Jenny Slate. Her give me money. Money. And then she just breaks things in the office. Like, no, it's easier just. And both of our hot ladies, our hot, our hot guest stars, they showed up again. And there's wait, thing. both. Yeah, you got Natalie Morales and uh, what Catherine Hunt or whatever her name is. Look at Catherine Hunt. I do love that she showed up just just long enough just to, to move the plot forward. I do yeah. like the actual the, the only like drama from the episode is who's going to be governor. And it's not like who's going to run for thing, because that's kind of inevitable. Is like that. That was one thing I always wondered. I'm like, well, if they continue in their political career, how do they like? Would they ever be? So I love that they just dealt with that in one go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ben's quote unquote sacrifice. He still gets to be you know whatever. You know, fuck it, Ben. He's like, she's an she's an Indiana native. Yeah, he's right. She's the whole thing about her uh, having written about it in her fucking kindergarten journal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, she's always wanted this. Yeah. Why would he take well, it I think, from her? I think one of them mentions that right before he turns on and makes that decision for her. That, like, mentions yeah. the fact that, like, I think he's the one who brings up, like, you you yeah. mentioned this and you wanted to be this ever since you were a little girl. She's like, somebody, somebody, read my, somebody read my kindergarten journal. <laughs> um, he he is that. He is just unfailingly supportive. Mm-hmm. And and that's, that's what you want in a partner. Yeah. You know? So. And he went out as the and he's ninth... got a tight, compact little body, <laughs> and a hot little butt. It's a human ferret. <laughs> he is. I yeah. love I love Leslie Nope's relentless sexualization. <laughs> it's so good. She loves his butt. <laughs> Although she went to there when she's talking with Chris Jager and they're still coming up with like euphemisms for <laughs> what what a beautiful creature. He's she like is. I. Yeah. What did I? I master of metaphor. He's right. like yeah, because he's like I compared her to a super nutrient chia seed. <laughs> 
<laughs> she's like, mm-mm. No, I love enough. the implication of that being that that's something that Anne needs. Like, beyond just said something that Leslie did. It's just that. It's something yeah, Leslie did, but now she needs that kind of, like, yeah. Hyperbolic love. I just found something that was on Tumblr that was just gifts of Leslie saying nice things about Anne in her very Leslie way. That could almost be a book in itself, just, like, transcriptions of all of her that show Stuff. I am so grateful to have had that show in my life I yeah. really really am yeah, yeah. it'll always be there too it's never yeah. gone away it's a friend who was just a, a DVD away oh Parks and Recreation and with that this was the Boy Hattie Podcast uh, we're Boy Hattie Podcast on dot <laughs> you just turned in the bell I'm so tired wild stroke and it's only noon boyhowdypodcast.com <laughs> is hard <laughs> Internet site, you can tweet at us like humans what is, do. What's uh, happening? At Boy Hattie Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can leave a review for us on iTunes. We will talk to you next week. Goodbye. My thanks to Amy Poehler, Aziz Ansari, Nick Offerman, Jim O'Hare, Aubrey Plaza, Chris Pratt, Retta, Mike Scher, Adam Scott, and of course the 18 man. Stay tuned for Carson Daly. We'll see you tomorrow. Set transporter for Vulcan Embassy. Coordinates on Vulcan Embassy. Lock on to Ambassador Sarek.
Ambassador Sarek, sir, engaging. Welcome, Ambassador Sarek. My old friend, Roddenberry. It's been years since we met. And I have many new questions, Ambassador. Much more intimate and personal than I've ever had to ask before. About my son, Spock, I presume? Well, yes, if you include the beginnings of Spock. There are some things I must know, Ambassador, in order to continue my Star Trek journals. Forgive me, but... How were you able to overcome the Vulcan pond foreign mating drive? I presume you did overcome it since Spock's mother, Amanda, was human and somehow she was impregnated by you. Roddenberry, are you asking if we coupled? Yes, sir. We know that Vulcans normally mate only once every seven years. And since it is known that we pay for our sexual repressions during these years by an almost animal madness... This has aroused a, uh, a prurient curiosity among humans. It comes out of our affection for your son, Spock, Ambassador, and your son's future. He's half-human. We've seen him reject a Vulcan marriage. Is marriage to a human female possible to him? It was for me. But if you take the madness which happens to your people at the time of Ponfar, then add to it the extraordinary strength of a Vulcan... Ordinarily, an Earth woman could not endure that. If she survived, she might be severely injured, both physically and emotionally. Regarding that... Roddenberry, I will not paint a word picture. I, uh, I will say that humans and Vulcans mate in somewhat similar fashion. Uh, in quite similar fashion. But physical contour, mass... Duration and energy do vary. Since we are deprived of our reason during this time, the rest depends upon the woman. Not just her strength, but also her wisdom, her patience. Is it possible to ever completely overcome the Ponfar madness? It is probably impossible to a Vulcan in his youthful prime. Fortunately, I was not. And it was no doubt helped by the fact that I'd spent almost 30 years as ambassador to other Federation planets. And you spent many of those years on Earth itself. Yes. But this gives too much credit to me. Spock's mother, Amanda, is an extraordinary woman. And Spock was the result. The first human-Vulcan mixture. No, not the first. But the first to survive. As you must know... An Earth-Vulcan conception will abort during the end of the first month. The fetus is unable to continue life once it begins to develop its primary organs. The fetus Spock was removed from Amanda's body at this time. First such experiment ever attempted. His tiny form resided in a test tube for the following two Earth months, while our physicians performed delicate chemical engineering, introducing... Over a hundred subtle changes we hoped would sustain life. At the end of this time, the fetus was returned to Amanda's womb. At the ninth Earth month, the tiny form was again removed from Amanda 
prematurely by Vulcan standards and spent the following four months of Vulcan term pregnancy in a specially designed incubator. The infant spark proved surprisingly resilient. There seemed to be something about the Earth-Vulcan mixture which created in that tiny body a fierce determination to survive. And as Spock grew into childhood, Ambassador... Yes, yes. There must have been times when his inner mind wondered if the fight to survive had been worthwhile. You see, while all Vulcans, including our children, live by the code of Idic and believe that diversity is to be admired and treasured, it must be understood that the display of emotion is considered on our planet to be grossly offensive. No, more than that. Shockingly indecent. I can only explain that our attitude is rooted in Vulcan history, involving events of such bloody violence that it has left our race forever scarred and sensitive to displays of emotion. Whether or not this Vulcan attitude can be defended, the fact is, it exists. Young Spock was allowed no smiles, no tears, no anger. Such emotions, so common among your school children, are shocking, even appalling to a Vulcan child. Spock's playmates could only assume that the bearer of these emotions was exhibiting hatred for his fellows, some desire to embarrass, to disgust them. The children were prepared to enjoy Spock's diversity. They were not prepared for my son's demonstrating what seemed to be an obscenity of the grossest kind. It must have been a cruel existence for Spock. It was. Then, what kept your family on Vulcan? We felt Spock's torture, of course. But Amanda and I also had a dream one that justified even the risk of our precious son's life and sanity. What point is there in any life surviving unless it has meaning? The meaning of Spock's existence was the very meaning of our marriage. Could our two life forms combine and offer something of value to other life forms? Idic. Yes. Infinite diversity from infinite combinations. It has given us quite a lovely universe. I will return to Vulcan now, if I may. Thank you, Ambassador. Engage transporter. <laughs> 